true believers, and welcome to another issue of Four Color Commentary, the continuing saga of the four comic nerds and the books they love. I have a plus ten in strength. I'm Alan. Uh, my uh, role in uh, wit uh, is 18. Uh, I'm Chewy. Uh, I have a minus two in self-respect. My name's Ian. My cantrip is vicious insult. I'm Ryan. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome to Four Color Commentary. Welcome back after our long break. We, much like John Goodman and his dinosaur friends, we're back. Wow. You went there. You <laughs> I went did. Right there. I did. I How almost, long have you been holding on to that? Since stuff for, and things, and I month? forgot. And then I was like, you know what? That's a four color thing now. Congratulations. It's a reference to a movie that nobody should ever see. Well, it's not good. Hey. Roll back the rock to the dawn of time. No, hey, you can. You, well, you're continuing to <laughs> reference it. You can double feature the, it with the a, villain in that movie is a, his name is Screw Eye, and he has an eyeball that is a screw. <laughs> Alan, are you gonna say you can double feature it with Theodore uh, Rex? I was gonna say that, or a, a troll in Central Park. Yeah. Oh, that's a triple feature. Yeah, right there. <laughs> You know what? Do you I, want to scar your I, no, I used no, to own a troll in Central Park, guys. and that's where I ate hot dog chips and watched it. The, tri- the, the, the triple feature you is, hot dog the, chips? The triple okay. feature is we're back, a troll in Central Park, and top it all off with the king of all of them, Rockadoodle. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I, when I was hey, a kid, no, 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 no. I loved Rockadoodle. Me My too. dad's like, I hate this movie so much. Yeah, I, I tried to show family. Jenna Rockadoodle the other day, and she thought I was insane. Uh, but also, you can totally top that off with All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, God. Who is the, the artist behind all that? Don right? Bluth. Do you know that they actually had a Kickstarter to do a drag, uh, Dragon's Lair movie and it actually yeah, got funded? There's going to be an animated Dragon's Lair movie. Yeah. Anyway, so welcome to uh, Four Color Commentary. If this is your first time with us, uh, we are, believe it or not, a show about uh, comic books. Uh, and if you are a returning Four Color Cadet, we salute you. Thank you for staying at attention for over a month. It's an extra long <laughs> At ease. Salute. And now you can be at ease and return driving. You're going to be really late to work. <laughs> oh, no. I hope you let people know. Um, I so need to get into work. Before we get into the show and who we are and what we do here, we want I'll let you guys know if you like what we do we're going to warn you ahead of time that you can reach out to us if you like the easiest way to do that is to go to our website which is stuffandthingsnetwork.com we are part of the stuff and things podcast network so you can go there click on the four color commentary artwork and you'll be taken to a page where you can listen to the show right there on the page if you like what you hear you can go ahead and subscribe to our show on itunes stitcher and google play so you can get new episodes as they come out uh you can also reach out to us contact us please talk to us we need friends uh you can do that by going on our social media uh, which we will be far more active on now we've we've made a blood oath and by blood i mean we've all talked about it and agreed (laughs) Uh, to be more active on social media. So you can do that by following us on, we have Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr, all of that. uh, There's links there so that you can go to. Uh, so uh, all of that is on the page there, uh, as well as you can email us too. There's a big contact us button on the very front page of the website. Fill that out, select our show, and send us an email, and we will read it here on the show. Same thing with cool tweets and stuff that you guys send us. So please, all of that at stuffandthingsnetwork.com. So uh, for those of you who are brand new to the show, we like to treat this uh, show kind of like a good old smile and stand treated comics, which is every comic could be somebody's first comic. So. That we treat the show one. the same. Yeah, it was a good one. That I was a good one. I, you know, I brought Stan back on another podcast, and it wasn't as good at first, but then I snapped back into right. it. It's like yeah, riding a bike. It's been a while. Had yeah. a little bit of a still. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we like to go around the circle, introduce uh, you to us, so you can know who we are and what we're about, and introduce kind of the show as we go along. So as always, I ask Alan the eternal question, and maybe he's had a month to think about it. Alan, who are you? And what gives you the right? I think at this point, I have the right based solely on the fact that uh, it's been a month and you invited me back. Yes. So that's that's yes. now my oh, right. Oh, there you go. Oh, no one invited you. You just showed up. Wow. <laughs> I mean, yes. We felt bad. What were we going to do? Make you sit out there in the rain? I guess. I guess. I guess <laughs> not. 
Right. In the rare Southern California rain. No, Alan. <laughs> it's frequent recently. Um, Tell us. My name is Alan. Uh, I like lots of kinds of books, but my niche is uh, manga and web comics. So I try to bring one of those every once in a while. Um, also, I am an artist, and you can find me at uh, Instagram at uh, marginally talented. Also, Twitter marginally talented. M R G N L Y talented. Cool. Chewy? Yeah. Tell us about you. Well, you said my name, so I don't need to say that. Chuli. Chuli. Um, so my name is Chewy, and um, I, you can, if you want to talk to me about comic books or non-comic book stuff, whatever, um, you can find me on Twitter, at uh, Chupacabra. That's C-H-E-W-P-A-C-A-B-R-A. Um, reasons why you want to talk to me. You like metal. You like beer. You wanted the Atlanta Falcons to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Or you Sport. like reading comic books, and if you like reading comic books, they're probably darker comic books, grittier comic books, something with a lot of bloods, uh, bloods, with a lot of blood and bloods. guts. Is that blood guts and blood? No, it's blood you, guts. Like, fo- like Mayan football? <laughs> Mayan football. Uh, blood I, I and guts. I said Mayan, but Mayan bon- football's even better. Mayan Bo- football does something awesome. Bone breaking, eyeball popping, zombies, monsters, anything where if you're reading it, you're like, man, that's metal. That's a chewy book. Hi, everybody. My name is Ian, and I tend to bring uh, the big two comic books to the show. Uh, so that's DC and Marvel for all you newbies out there. So I tend to be, for better or worse, the representative of that because it's a big part of the comics community and how most people tend to think of comics when they think about comic books. But I'm also a sucker for any book with a good story. So if uh, maybe the art's lacking a little bit, but the story is on point, I am more likely to say that book was great. Uh, you can reach out to me on the internet at, at irich. That's at I-R-I-T-C-H on the Twitters. Hi, guys. Hey, Hi. what's going on? Uh, here I am. It's Welcome, me. friend. Hey, Hi. it's me. I'm Ryan. <laughs> it's me. I'm Ryan. Not that. Not that usurper over there. <laughs> the usurper. usurper. That's that's Ian. Ian's the usurper. <laughs> Ian the usurper. That's your comic book villain. The name. usurper. <laughs> oh. oh, this got lame really fast. Yeah. Continue. Speaking uh, of lame, tell us about yourself. <laughs> hey, hey uh, I like uh, I like dad stuff. You know, barbecues and. Comfortable jeans, <laughs> sensible shoes, sensible shoes. You know, like, like a dad it. likes. And when the college kids hustle, oh man, they gotta just. They gotta you know, when you're when you're on the field and and you're you're hitting the ball, you gotta hustle. <laughs> uh, I like science fiction and and kid friendly books. I like comics as art and comics as literature. Woo. Uh, and uh, I like it when stuff gets weird. <laughs> Where can people find you on the internet? Oh, that's right. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Ryan Roop, R Y A N R U P P E. So that is the four of us, and there are, of course, four sections of our show, uh, but I will tell you about those as we go along. So uh, the first section of our show, as always, is a little section called Here's My Issue, where each of us bring an individual comic to the fold, and we all come together and we read them, because we say, hey, if not, you're off the show, we're not friends anymore. And since we all like being friends and reading comics, we pass them around, we read them, and then we come together and talk about them. Uh, so uh, I believe, Chewy, you were the one who drew the short straw this time. Yes. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the book you brought. Yeah, boy, my comic is um, Cannibal, 
issue one uh, series out on Image Comics. Um, the creative team that we have here is story by Jay Young and the Booch himself, Brian Bucciolato. Do people actually call him that? The Booch? I've heard of that. I've heard people say the Booch before. You didn't just make that up. I feel no. like, I feel like okay. you made that up. No, I'm not. I, I wish I did. I feel I'm like it would be. Clever. I feel like it would be cruel to just make that up. <laughs> Why is that cruel? I, I don't know. Like if, if some stranger was calling me the booch i'd be like really like you don't even know me you don't even know me you you don't want to incur the wrath of the booch oh man (laughs) the wrath of the booch oh man that sounds that sounds horrifying and horrifying at the same time (laughs) that sounds like something that sounds like something where you'd say how bad could that be and then it's the worst thing ever (laughs) yeah it's like they're pulling fingernails it's like right before the camera cuts to the next scene yeah it's like how bad could that be it's kind of like saying like i'll be right back in a horror movie (laughs) yeah not gonna happen um no i wouldn't say anything to incur the wrath of the booch i i i I wouldn't say it. In a lot. I mean, I could be wrong, but I could have sworn I heard someone say it. All right, before. that's fair. So, um, From now Brian on. Bucciolato, um, aka the Booch. Um, we have art by Mateus Bergara. We have letters by Troy Pateri, and we have colors by again the Booch. Um, so, a little bit about this book is. Um, they do a nice little summary here at the very beginning. And basically what it is, is in the 90s, um, there was a, like a, a big storm, a, a hurricane that swept through the, the southeast of the U.S. And it uprooted um, lots of uh, like trees and stuff that just unleashed these ancient mosquitoes hibernating underground. And they had a bunch of uh, like ancient yellow fever with them. And so there was this like epidemic Essentially, that <laughs> yeah, that's it. Sounds super metal. Yeah, um, I was going somewhere. I need some, I need mosquitoes. some <laughs> ancient mosquitoes from underground. Um, so um, <laughs> they release this ancient strain of yellow fever, and um, people get infected and stuff. So of course, we find a way to charge people to make them feel better, and they develop a America. drug called <laughs> America. They develop a drug called Ypac, which which cures it. It's good, right? It's good. It's good. Um, but it's good. there's a side effect. And the oh, side effect is that, is. you know. Constant diarrhea. Constant, di- <laughs> constant <laughs> diarrhea might no, be a side effect. No, it's worse. Some lightheadedness and a craving for the sweetest and most dangerous of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Human flesh. Yes. The, uh. sweet, the, the most dangerous sweet meat. <laughs> Yeah, you to just, serve man. To, oh, it turns so out it's, it's man. A, it's, a epic, out it's, man. it's an epic epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's an epidemic. Epic. Where an, an epidemic? An epidemic? Yeah. It's an epic epidemic. Epic epidemic. Epic epidemic. I can't. Epic. I had it. Stop. I feel like epidemic. Keep doing it. I'll be pretending I'm. I'm that using you would a mixing board over in here. Red Hot Chili Peppers song. So, or Faith No More. <laughs> um, Sounds more like a faith no more. Song. Yeah, epic <laughs> epidemic. Um, <laughs> you want the meat, but you can't eat it. <laughs> wow! It's, please don't sue us. Yeah, it's no, parody. It's, it's parody. legal. It's I don't song. think we're gonna get sued, dude. What, I forget his name, but he's chill. He does a lot of chill stuff. He he's, helped he's found really Dillinger Escape Plan, dude. All right. All right. Mike Patton. That's his that's name. That's it. Um, so. Yeah, so it makes so people he's, want... he's not a cannibal, though, Mike Patton. <laughs> Mike Patton? As far as we know. As far as I know, he doesn't no. crave the sweet meat. He doesn't want the sweet meat. <laughs> However... You know, in some places, that's just called barbacoa, and that's totally fine. 
Oh more man, like, that's what it is. More, well, more that's like why I stopped going to Chipotle. You mean barbacoa or babycoa? Because oh. it's made out of babies. Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> barbecue. Like that book, a modest proposal. <laughs> um, Bringing that back. <laughs> yes, so, I am. All right. So basically, that that's what it is, and um, we follow a small cast of characters in their little marshy village of spread out stuff in the south, and um, we learn a little bit about them and about their world. And uh, what what's up? What do you guys think about this? Uh, as far as like the story goes, um, yeah, I, sure. I I felt it was a combination of. Two different things, mostly leaning towards. It felt a lot like Southern Bastards with zombies. Yeah. Well, with not zombies, but with cannibals. cannibals. Yeah, okay. but because it's a cannibal and not a zombie, it's mm-hmm. kind of had leans more to me towards that. Um, God, now I'm forgetting the name of the book. I just lost it. Uh, oh, Nailbiter. Uh, Nailbiter. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ryan was, was mimicking at me the, because the he knew. Of nails. Um, I thought you were putting like a gypsy curse on him or something. <laughs> and, I was but, but also racist. doing that. But it leans very heavily to me. It feels like Southern Bastards with a sci-fi twist, which I, which, right. which I like. It uh, also, a sci-fi horror twist. Yeah. It also felt to me like Southern Bastards, but also because Southern Bastards had a similar limited color palette. Yeah. If I recall correctly, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of earth tones. Yeah, a lot of brown, a lot of red. This one has a lot of because they're in a swamp, a lot of black and a lot of green. Yeah, so you got a swamp thing with it oh, a little absolutely. bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, but it also like the it it also kind of reminds me of sort of classic horror movies that are also set in similar mm-hmm. areas, similar times. Yeah, most of the books set at night. You know, we're in a forested area with, yeah. with some some water. Could Very have few people, alligators around. or. Crocodiles. It'd be alligators. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you you never know unless they see you later or it's after a while, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, really? Oh, man. Dad joke. Did it. That, oh, like, man. physically hurt. <laughs> Alan, did you get knocked back I have to physical I'm, push of that joke? I'm going to feel that in the morning. <laughs> you couldn't see this, but when Ryan said it, there was uh, a fist-shaped... Piece of his back that went through him as if someone punched through Alan in a comic book. <laughs> Why does my sense of humor hurt? All oh, right, Ryan said that joke yesterday. <laughs> he broke your funny bone. <laughs> I, roll, I rolled. A, I rolled a twenty for initiative. Oh my god! Oh, uh, so awesome. one of the things that that's interesting to me is is all of the characters seem interrelated somehow. Uh, and and I right. like that because it's sort of evocative of of classic Southern Gothic literature, like. Yeah. Um, Pride and Prejudice? Uh, no, oh. not not even a little bit. <laughs> Isn't that Gothic literature? Oh, a kid, it is a not kid in Southern King Gothic Court? literature because that takes place in England, and so does a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Oh no, I was talking about a kid in King Arthur's Court. Not not the Martin Lawrence vehicle, <laughs> Black Knight. No, um, I'm talking about the 1990s Disney movie, A no, Kid I'm, in King Arthur's Court. Yeah, I, know, I know. I'll I, say the title as many times as it takes I've for you to understand. It, I've seen it a dozen times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but more like classic Southern Gothic, Gothic not Gotham literature. Oh, I see. Uh, and, and one of the things that I needed, just like I do when I read sort of like a, a Faulkner book, is that I wanted like a list of who everybody was. Like a like, like a, a family tree or, a or like a yeah. like a just because it's it's like oh well, this is the guy with brown hair with a beard this is the guy with brown hair without a beard this is the guy with black hair but he has kind of a scruffy beard yeah. like I was just. Like I couldn't, I couldn't tell them apart. And it's not that they had the same face. It was yeah. just they were just, I don't know. I just couldn't. And it, I feel like maybe, yeah. I feel like maybe a few issues in, 
mm-hmm. it may be easier because I'll have like an understanding of, you know, who's doing what and motivations and stuff like that. But there's a lot of dudes that it throws yeah. at you in the first like five or six pages. I feel like this first issue is like a really good snippet into like it gives you one incident of the thing happening and then like a little bit of look into the characters lives and then like a little bit of a cliffhanger at the end. But it doesn't really go into much depth about any of those things. Yeah. So I feel like, yeah, it's going to take three issues or so. And by the third issue, this is going to have a lot more momentum and you're probably going to want to get further into yeah, it. Yeah. See, I feel like it drew me in enough at the end of the first issue to make me want to read a second one because uh, at least, the, well, the, like the scariest part of the book for me was not the bloody guy eating the eating the other dude, but it was the uh, it was the part where the, the boyfriend kidnaps his girlfriend. Oh, it yeah. doesn't seem oh, like that yeah. at first. You're like, this oh, is really dark oh, and messed up. I was up. really worried about and what I was, was going like, to happen. And I was like, oh, oh the, I see. Like, well, previously arranged agreement yeah. of like, hey... I'm gonna come kidnap you. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> you stinker. But but like at the <laughs> oh, but you tore my shirt. Sew so my buttons back on. But there. we see they're like a loving couple and they actually care yeah. about each other. And you see <clears> that, <throat> that he wants to propose to her at the very end of the book. Spoiler alert! If you want to read it, stop now. Um, she's <sighs> missing. Her house is torn apart and she's missing. So you're like instantly like, I've made an intimate emotional connection with this character and their relationship. I've in some way related to that. Because I've been there before, I've had feelings like this before, and now that person is gone. I need to know what happened. Like I need to, I need to know justice. I just need to know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Batman. No. <laughs> the law. I law. I am the law. Um, I don't think Judge. I think to kind of talk about the story here too. And I don't think Judge Dredd's in that I, movie either. I think it's like pretty <laughs> obvious too. Um, something that like I, you know, we picked up on. Um, was that idea of the outsiders, you know, the outsiders being the cannibals and it does get a little like, I don't know, you could, you could say like, Oh, it's a little political or whatever. But like at this point, like everything that anyone does is so (laughs) it doesn't even warrant being pointed out as a quote unquote political thing. But just from a a standpoint on human culture, Mm. I think it's like, you know, it points out the like, you know, this guy's like, we got to like hunt down these cannibals. But uh, something that's interesting is like Sasquatch. They don't want. (laughs) Yeah. They got to kill Sasquatch. And what's Um, the swamp one called? Uh, yeah, that's in Louisiana yep. and, uh, and, uh, Florida, um, cryptozoology. Look out for that one. Me, yeah. me and that one. Um, that. so the, where's I going with this? Um, I, I, the cannibals, it's yeah. like, it's they their don't nature. Want, yeah. They don't want to do it even. You know, he, he yeah. says to that kid, he's like, why'd you have to come out here? Like run away. Oh, you mean young Neil Gaiman? Yeah. <laughs> He just eats young Neil. <laughs> young Neil. Oh, there you go. Um, so, yeah, it's just, uh, I think, Ian, you and I might have been talking about this before a little bit. You know, like, it's hard not to talk comics when, when you share, when you're under the same roof. Yeah. But I think you mentioned that, like, it, it's not who... It, that that person doesn't have control over it because yeah. at that point, it's a side effect of the drug. Yeah, it, it, it's not like... It, it's It's like... It's really depressing because it's a zombie, essentially, because it's somebody eating human flesh. But they're like, "I'm sorry, I don't want to do this." I'm like, but they're like, they're super bummed to. out about it. It's like they're genetically compelled to. It's like I can't stop it, 
And a lot of times when you see stuff like this, either mindless zombie or the yeah. only other example I can think of is vampire. But most times when the vampire does it, it's like, I love doing this because I'm evil. Ah, this because the awesome. second you become a vampire, you're no longer human in any way. I got leather. Unless you sparkle. <laughs> um, but I, I, but I feel like I feel like it's, it's almost like it's like a disease, a compulsion, and I can't help it. Yeah. I, I kind It makes you feel a little bit more. Um, it, thinking about this a little bit more, it reminded, do you guys remember Revival? Yeah. Yeah. It that kind of thing where it's like, you know, about the characters and stuff. I think that's a pretty good comparison. If you were to read like Southern mm-hmm. Bastards and read Revival, I think that kind of encapsulates the vibe mm-hmm. of this book. Yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like it's going to do a lot less with the actual cannibals and more with the actual people yeah. dealing with the cannibals yeah. thing. Did you like the art? Like I know you talked about the art style. It was oh, good, bad. Yeah, I mean much. the the biggest thing you'll notice is the limited color palette. It's a lot of green, yeah. blue, brown, or green, I think brown, really and black. Works. I think it really works. The limited colors really fit. It works yeah. really well. That way, when they throw red in there, it's really, really noticeable. Um, and super inky, just brush strokes all over the place, which oh, really, yeah. which works really well in a swamp because you can create like foliage really easily. Yeah, yeah. it makes I, it harder to follow what's going on. Uh, in some ways, it does. It does. Yeah, because. When you do that, it cuts out, like it, well, it makes I mean, it, like yeah. in, in it terms makes of it more mysterious. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, sometimes faces are a little harder to tell apart when they're half shadowed. Cool. I also really like the panel layout in this book too, and I just noticed in the, in one of the panels um, where the actual dude's eating the guy, like you could see blood splatter outside in the white box. I never noticed that until just now um, that there's actual. Um, blood outside in the in the in the gutters um nice. but, but as far as like the panels being yeah. on top of one another the way that it's laid out like that using a negative negative space i'm not the art guy by any means but i noticed <laughs> that and it really stuck out to me yeah um, I so that's something really i liked cool this book does a good job of using both negative space gutters and like different colored gutters like mm-hmm. some of them uh are black and then when they want a panel to stick out they'll do it uh just in white border yeah. um and then the other way around if they're using the negative space but they want a panel to be very focused on they'll surround it in black, which is, I think, interesting. Sweet. So it sounds like you guys liked it. I enjoyed it, yeah. yeah. It so wasn't you, bad. So, you said, so this is an image book you said, right? Yeah, it's image. Right now, we've got the first four issues out um, currently. Uh, the collected trade paperback is actually going to be available uh, March 8th, so coming up. So if nice. this sounds interesting to you, and also image does that thing where like every first volume of their um, graphic novels they do or collected editions are nine ninety nine. Usually, so yeah. like boom, check that out. Ten bucks. I think it's worth. I'm excited to read and see where this goes. Yeah, yeah me too. Um, cool. So, uh, Alan, I believe you are the next person to bring a book. I uh, am. You are the next lucky individual. So tell us about the book you brought. Uh, so I brought a really, really new book, as in it came out while we were on break. Um, but basically, I have brought a book called Curse Words by Charles Soule and art by Ryan Brown. Um, it was originally described to me as Tolkien Wizards in Modern Day, but I think that's a little incorrect. Actually, I think what it is is more uh, Hyborian Wizards in Modern Day. Nerd! Um, okay, I just played Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> like recently, and that to me was a foreign language that I couldn't understand. So I need you to explain what's the key difference between I don't know my wizards. Uh, so would you guys have a better way to explain this? Uh, uh, I can try. Um, in 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 the Lord of the Rings style, the wizards are basically like like benevolent almost angels okay and then in angel the, guy yeah yeah and then high hyborian hyborian yeah i know words uh they're they're more like um you know like like the kind 
that you'd see like shooting lightning and fighting each other and on the side of like the they're all shirtless and it's all yeah, very it's gritty and dark. Kind of uh, okay, so kind dirt of, dirt wizard, dirt wizard, yeah, kind yeah. of like a heavy metal wizard. Yeah, like oh. the, like the kind you'd see on the side of a 1970s van with a couple making out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> something the guys, something the guys in Cannibal so, would be driving around. Oh, okay. Van wizard, <laughs> yeah, van, van wizard. wizard. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So we so we got yeah, okay. we got angel wizard guy, we got good guy. Yeah. So we have we Gandalf. Got, isn't Van Wizard that movie where Ryan Reynolds went to college and he was a wizard? No, I don't know. <laughs> It's a wizard college. <laughs> uh, it's like that's like the sequel to Harry Potter. Yeah. I was about to say there's a lot the more drinking yeah. and, yeah. and uh, rambunctiousness. Think, think, think. Harry Gandalf, college. Gandalf versus Conan. Oh man, I want to see that. <laughs> Alan, try. Okay, I'm on it. Easy. So yeah, so that's the kind of wizard it is. <laughs> All right, anyway. van wizard. So he's so we thought he's a, he's more of a van wizard, yes. right? Because yeah. he comes from like a dimension that's like a overlord that's trying to break into our world and kind of. Like mine it for energy and take it over, I guess, and ah. pipe it back to his world. So such an energetic world. The main character, <laughs> the main so character energy. is a is a wizard who comes to destroy Earth, but eventually kind of ends up liking it because he likes the idea of free will. And uh, then he gets a nice clean shaven haircut like Ian's. Yep. Um, and he puts on beard, puts on a vest. He starts a like company that says, "I'm a wizard. Come give me money, and I'll like." Grant you wishes, basically, and uh, not really wishes because he has to do the magic. But you get the idea. So Van Wizard becomes Portland Wizard. He does become Portland Wizard. That's <laughs> Portland Wizard is the evolved form of Van Wizard. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's stage oh, two. Like the man's. Um, so I feel like looking at this at face value, I should just from the beginning be like, yeah, absolutely, and like love it all the way through. Um, I'm gonna divide this book very weirdly, and I'm gonna divide it into fifths and say the first fifth of the book. I was like, all right, I want to see where this goes. Then that That's just, the one where he turns the guy into platinum. Yeah, he turns them. It's kind of like, careful that was what you weird. wish for. Twilight <laughs> Zone. <laughs> and I thought for sure that was going to be one of those things where he's like, he wants to go platinum, like have a platinum record. But no, it turns out he actually wants no, to be like, platinum. be made of platinum. I'm like, okay. Um, so Why not? The, to each his own, I guess. <laughs> yeah. The, he's really the, into heavy metal. The second. <laughs> hey. uh, was it a heavy metal? Uh, I, no, it's not actually. It's an. It's a precious metal. Yeah. Come on, dude. Anyway. It's really uh, precious metal. <laughs> precious metal. Oh, why isn't that like a metal it's like genre? Little, it's like little cats. Little, precious little, metal. Just like little sounding metal. That's, that, like that, that's, what the, that's what the name of like a lullaby CD of metal song. Oh. Precious, metal. precious metal. Actually, I guarantee oh, you that that exists. Like <laughs> no, 100% guaranteed. That what that, that concept like a, exists. Yeah, no, no. But I, I guarantee they're like, oh, well, it's called the Metallica one. Precious metal. Oh, man. That'd be awesome. Um, so that, that, that was cool. Um, then that like jester wizard guy shows up and I felt like it became a little bit of like, Hey, let's parody get it. Cause we have superpowers and Oh no, this is the, the tickler or like some <laughs> weird, <laughs> some weird, like stupid yeah, name. Shakespearean. Yeah. You know, um, and that kind of lost me a little bit. I'm like, okay, I so this is loved the tickler. So, so, this, <laughs> so this is going to be Underrated. a little bit like just cheesy, but then, it goes into his backstory and, and it plays through there. And after that, like boom, hashtag I, I, Team Margaret, I was I was I was hooked uh, at once we saw his backstory. Yeah, I yeah I think that the writing in this book does a good job of cramming a lot of things into one issue. Um, but it Sounds does cram a lot of things. It, it does. does. I really like how um, like we get excited, we get a fight, and then we get a like a a quick backstory and a lot of the. I, 
I like that a lot of the sort of leaps in logic aren't explained. Like we don't actually get internal monologue with this guy. We don't get him looking at the world and saying like, "Oh, you know, maybe like free will is pretty good," and and you know, maybe you get, I'll you stay get a here. cool montage. We we just get like we just get him looking and sort of looking around and then doing something. It, it's kind of neat because I feel like so many comics are all about like the internal dialogue of the main character. Um, or at least I feel like I see that a lot. And it's kind of interesting to not have that. Yeah. Like we don't have mm-hmm. his internal monologue and telling us what he's thinking. We just see it happen, which is interesting because it leaves mis- you know, it leaves it up for mystery is like, Oh, is he going to, like, is he now fully a good guy, or is he now like? Well, he does shrink sides? the yeah. he shrinks the entire stadium and then puts him in there in his pocket. Yeah, so that's a little weird. That is a little weird. Seems seems you know. Uh, and like it makes me laws. wonder if like uh, if he's really all that good, or maybe he just doesn't understand what being a good guy is. I don't think. Yeah, like he's trying. He's, he's yeah. trying to be good. I don't think he. I don't think he still fully understands humanity yet. Right. Like I don't think he gets like how people feel about things uh like i mean like he doesn't have an empathy he doesn't have any empathy not not quite i mean like he does but he doesn't like i think he's not protecting he's not protecting the world because it's a world that it's not like superman like superman protects the world because these are good people and they do that i think he's more protecting the world like whoa whoa, i got a sweet gig here like don't (laughs) go don't come around messing it up that's what it seems like yeah Yeah, it's it's not it's not quite because i mean obviously if he has any empathy for humans he wouldn't be like Dude, I'll let, I'll turn you platinum, no problem. Are you sure you want this? Okay, yeah. Well, that's side effect. Sorry, like he doesn't have empathy. Side for effect, you're gonna want meat. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have any empathy for humankind. He just, I think, he views our world as a sweet place to be, and he likes the free will aspect of it because where he comes from, that is not a thing at all. Right. So yeah. it's like. I got this sweet thing. I don't want it to, to go away. And anybody who tries to affect that will will go down. But it's not in the sense of I I don't think he quite understands like what hurting someone is or, or it doesn't have that level. Like, yeah, he doesn't kill everyone in the baseball stadium, yeah. but he shrinks them down small and tiny and, like, and puts them in his pocket. So I don't think he understands quite fully what hum- humanity is yet. Do you guys, uh, well, do you guys re- go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, I also noticed like he keeps that, the pink potion that he was going to use to harvest the world or whatever, just sitting on his desk with a cork in it. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's not like he was like, Oh no, I'm not going to do this. He's like, dump it. I just, just gonna hang on to this. Yeah, yeah just, just in case. Just you know, this took a lot of work. I don't never throw know. it out just yet. You never know. Do you guys remember the book uh, "God Hates Astronauts"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. same same, same artist, artist, right? Okay, I, I'm not so surprised. That being said, how did there you guys no, feel? There's no ghost narrator in this one, though. right? There's no ghost, remember. and there's there no is um, a, there is superhero a with a horse head, hog centaur. There's, there's a, a hog koala. centaur and a koala named Margaret, formerly a rat. Formerly hashtag team. How do you guys feel about all that art? It's uh, his art is nuts. Yeah, it is super nuts, super detailed and, and incredible to look at. At times, and it's uh, for me, I guess it just depends on how it's used and when it's used. But there's times where it's a little bit too much, and I don't know how to describe it, but it feels too round at times. If that's a way to put it, I, I don't know. That art feels round. <laughs> um, I've been drinking tonight. <laughs> He's been I'm, doing something else. We should apparently. meet him at a con. You know, I really like that book, but the art just, it was just so round. I want yeah. you to go and up then, to him and, and say just, it to his face. <laughs> and then just be like, but it was good otherwise. You know, that's too round. To meet it you. feels too, it feels too round. Like you touched <laughs> it. It feels with your like, like if I was blind and I touched it, I could feel <laughs> that it's round. Um, no, like at, at times, and at times I think it works to its benefit. In God Hates Astronauts, I thought like it was fantastic the whole way through. There's points in this book where I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. There's parts where I'm like, oh, it's a little kind of hard to see what's going on. Um, 
you know, I think maybe it was with some of the panel layout stuff, like some of the gutter stuff he does later on when they're doing battle. There's some of the like gutters are really weird. Electricity. They all have these fire weird, like, stuff. Like he keeps doing gutters shaped like W. Yeah, what's up with that? Because the guy's name is Wizard. Oh. oh, you guys didn't catch that? W. No. I really like. I really like the way um, Ryan Brown is the artist name. Yeah, uh, I really like the way he draws energy beams. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why that's a thing that I pick up on. Maybe that's like. It's when a really doodle, different way of doing it. When I doodle, I also draw energy beams. Uh, <laughs> but I, he, there's so many, and the the different colors of them really set them apart. The pink ones and the blue ones and stuff. And it's just like, man, this guy drawing magic energy shooting out of people's hands looks awesome. It looks kind of more like plasma yeah, rather than like it like looks electric. just like this this kind of the kind of energy that he draws. I'd take it over anybody except maybe Jack Kirby. Mm, okay. That's a that's a that's big a pretty big statement. I know it's, yeah. it's up there. It, Paul Pope's there too. That's fair. I liked um, I liked the when he when we see the flashback and he first comes to Earth where everything is kind of written in like this weird yeah. language. It's just random letters. I'm sitting yeah. there like like <clears throat> quietly to myself, like yeah. trying to pronounce Me what's too, being yeah. said. Like, oh, is this like did they did they try to write it so that it sort of looks like something that that could be read? Or like I'm, I'm just sitting here like, uh, Percy. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. No, like it doesn't make sense either. That or everybody around me thinks I'm crazy. I, I really like that. I don't, I don't know why. It's no, it was details. very effective. Like I have no idea what's happening. Yeah, but you can guess, you know, because the, the cops don't seem happy with him. And yeah, and he's like, oh, I can tell he's mocking me. Yeah, <laughs> well, freeze him. I don't like your tone. I'm a wizard, and I like that the that Margaret is just straight like. Why don't you like do a spell so you can understand him? He's all, oh yeah, good call. That's, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's I good could thinking. Do that. That's why he's got that koala. I do yeah. like how the uh, the assistant, the animal assistant, is sort of. What's what I'm looking for? Um, I believe that you call it a familiar. Oh, uh, familiar. I I like that his familiar is sort Pokemon? of morally gray. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, yeah, kill the humans. Yeah, live with the humans. I don't really care. Yeah, <laughs> do something. <laughs> it's like. Look, there's hot dogs. We get a hot dog. Yeah, if you're hungry and like. <laughs> sure. Hey, do you want to get a hot dog and then we'll destroy it? That's fine. Well, cause, we can do that the, too. The 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 koala had been a rat and I think had lived on the earth yeah. for yeah. a while. Scouted for him, kind of yeah. right. So yeah. it's sort of you know, it's the tour guide knows <laughs> earth cultures. Guide. Yeah. But he he doesn't have a horse in this race either way. Like he's just he does get a horse though. That's true. Uh, and then it does. It was a good horse. Yeah. That was anyway, so we're horse. just going through the book now. <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's great. It's really it's quotable. I think I think that um, I've read other Charles Soul stuff, and I don't know if it's like the combination of him and Ryan Brown, but like it's it's like there's there's jokes. Yeah. And it's really quotable. Like I want to say some of these things. Like oh, that was my favorite horse. <laughs> and everybody works going to be like Ryan, what? Except for Chewy. <laughs> Like, ah, I was like, get it, get it, because, because, never mind. <laughs> See you later, guy. Okay. We'll just give you like, I'll give you like a knowing glance, like, ah, yes, you're part of the club now. <laughs> Chewy's a crocodile, you can tell, because you see him after a while. All right, <laughs> moving on. So, Alan, where can people check this out? Uh, like I said, it's brand new, uh, so you can get it pretty much everywhere. Comicsology, brick and mortar, whatever you want. Uh, next one's I think coming out in a couple months. It's an image. It is actually that's a good question. Yeah, yes, it is image, an image. It is image. Image. It is. Perfect. Well, I believe uh, it is my turn now. Um, and uh, so I brought a book 
uh, in honor of, uh, unfortunately, a recent passing that we had in 2016. 2016, stabbing us in the gut one more time. Uh, <laughs> and we lost Carrie Fisher, of course, who's famously known as, as Princess Leia. So I thought, why not bring a Star Wars book? Why not bring Princess Leia, uh, written by Mr. Mark Wade, uh, and pencils by Terry Dodson, inks Rachel Dodson, uh, and colorist Jordi Belair. Hardest um, working colorist in comics. Yeah. Um, and this uh, story is is set uh, after literally right after A New Hope ends, so right after the first movie ends. So for those of you who are, are, are like Alan, who are kind of like New Star Wars, like that's how Alan is. I don't know many people who are like Alan, but there are some. Um, I don't know many. That's what's that's what's going to be on your on your <laughs> on your headstone. I didn't features? know many people like Alan, can, but there can are I get some, some. Can I get some followers to tweet at me some of my <laughs> redeeming features? Like, um, why am I on this show? But this this takes place right after um, right Good after uh, the first Star Wars movie and it's very much about princess leia trying to uh find her place and find what she can do to to uh either better the universe but also find herself and kind of find her purpose after losing her home world she's kind of dealing with all the things that happened in the in the first movie that we've seen um and trying to kind of figure out her place and all of that uh so as the person i would say who i, I know Chewie likes star wars a lot I know that Alan's moderate on Star Wars. The only, I think the Alan's person who, okay with Star I think Wars. the person who loves Star Wars, and I, I'm sorry, Chewie, if this offends you, the person who loves Star Wars as almost as much as I do is Ryan. Uh, I'm so, making a face to you right now. So you <laughs> I mean, when when you read Darth Vader, we'll talk. Um, so seriously. Uh, so Ryan, let me start. Let's start with you. What did you think of like the story and that premise? Like, did you guys? I, and that's for everybody too. But I'll but I'll, I'll address it directly, sure. Ryan. What did you think of that like premise? I, I really like Marvel's Star Wars books mm-hmm. uh, because they so far the ones that I've read, which is this one and the Poe Dameron one and um, Darth Vader, obviously, mm-hmm. they all take times that exist in in canonical star wars history but are basically empty like we don't have a lot of stories of what happened in between episode four and episode five um alan's rolling his eyes because i'm nerding out no i'm I'm (laughs) whatever is passing me notes i Um, tweeted at him gosh you guys (laughs) twitter uh i'm I, i really like how they i really like how they how they sort of find a niche that fits and doesn't like overwrite something that already exists really, but sort of like creates a new story uh, that makes things more interesting. But also like, I'm pretty sure that, that these, the writer, you know, Mark Wade is a nerd enough that he's like, Oh, this, this sort of fits canonically. Yeah. They're, um, they're expanding, right? They're expanding the universe. Yeah. Which is what the whole point is. Yes. EU as they call it. Yes. (laughs) Ah, the European Union. (laughs) (laughs) That's where death metal came from. That's true. America. Well, technically. Um, so, so no, I really, I really liked it. I really like the story. It's interesting that, yeah, I mean like they never, the Star Wars universe as it stands right now doesn't ever really address, um, the, the destruction of Alderaan and how Alderaan, uh, and how all of the, uh, the diaspora of Alderanians would feel. Um, once they realize that their home world is gone. And so I think that that's a premise that's pretty interesting. And especially we know eventually she becomes general, general Organa. So, you know, good for her to sort of stop being a figurehead and start being something interesting. And I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of like hunger for her in this to do that. But they're like, no, 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 no. You're a princess. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only you're a princess, but like your whole civilization just died. So now you're, you know, you're like, like Superman. We need to keep you around because yeah. you're the only one left. Yeah, yeah, it's like you are the last. You're designated survivor. Like, yeah. like if you if we lose you, 
Yeah. Like we're we're well, done. Yeah, for. and it's almost it's almost well, like you're you're know. less of a you're less of an active figure in the rebellion and more of like a symbol of the like rebellion. A figurehead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even like a figurehead. Like she's not actually on top of anything. They're just like she's the symbol. She's the princess. Everybody's like, oh, the princess. And even like the girl that she like ends up with as the pilot is still like, oh, I don't want to lose the yeah. the Alderan culture of like, like revering the royalty. And she's like, well, it's kind of, this kind of sucks. And, yeah. and yeah. she's like, well, whatever you say, princess. And she's like, okay. That, that does suck though <laughs> i did think it was interesting that they took a like canonically happy moment where everybody's getting the awards uh-huh. and then they're like and then it's like the movie cuts and then you start seeing people like breaking things down like it felt as if it felt as if people literally came and started dismantling the set right after that yeah. <laughs> because, because they started talking about how okay but they know we're here. We need. They to, know we're here. We really need, to, need to go. So everybody on their assignments. Okay, bye. Yeah. <laughs> like Luke's like, oh, cool metal, bro. I'm out. Sweet. <laughs> it, but it felt really disheartening to take that really happy moment and then just like show you the other side of it where everything starts going bad again immediately. Well, and, it's, and it's also like, like Alan, it can't be graduation day every day. Well, <laughs> I've seen, I've even seen the ceremony like, has tweets to end. and stuff that say like. Oh, Leia comforts Luke when he's sad that the old man that he met three days ago dies, but nobody comforts her when like her whole, whole civilization planet, is yeah, destroyed. nobody yeah. cared, right? And so I, I kind of like that they address it. Yeah, that they're like, oh, you know, you you're kind of in mourning, and you you know you deserve that time and stuff like that. It's I I, I appreciate <laughs> that they at least lampshade the fact that like yeah, she doesn't ever really in the movies that grieve. we see grieve for yeah. Yeah. her people, like her people and her, her culture, family, her family. And, um, Even if she's adopted, I I really liked that feeling because uh, that you're talking about, Alan. Simply because, uh, I don't know. I mean, the way like a New Hope ended and stuff like that is good, you know. But it does have that little bit of like, and everyone lived happily ever after. Well, until I thought that was going to be the last yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> like, and, this is it. And and understandable, but this I think does something and gives that more depth because it. it that's the way it is in real life. Sometimes you have this like, oh, and we, you know, we won the war, but then it's like, okay, we got to start getting ready because they're pissed. At us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, um, literally, they're still up there. Like, uh, they know where we're at. I, I really, that didn't change just because we blew the Death Star up. I, for, forgive me here. I'm, I'm bad with the names. The, the pilot lady. What's her name? Uh, you know what? I'm bad with her name too. Well, her. Um, She's clearly a memorable character. Yeah, clearly. Um, no, actually, I really liked her stance and her attitude of like, hey, like, her I, name is Evan with two A's. Evan. Sure. Evan. Yeah. Evan. Missy Evon. The prettiest girl in pop. I, I really like Pee Wee's Playhouse reference. The, um, I, I liked her her dynamic with Leia, where it was basically like, you know, like I think everything you're doing is wrong right now, and the way yeah. you're approaching things, and that's stupid, and it's pointless, and whatever. However, I'm duty bound, and because of what I believe, it's to uphold whatever you say. It felt very uh, Game of Thrones, like with uh, um, yeah, yeah. what's her name, Brianna Toth. Uh, I can't. I can't say. Gwendolyn Christie is yeah. her name. It's funny because in my head, my fan fiction started being like, "And this is where Captain Phasma yeah. comes from." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Oh, what if that's the thing? That's so cool!" In my it, head, I'm like, "If it's anything else, I'm gonna be mad." It was like Lady Bree and her duty to like House Stark and stuff. Yeah, and, it's the same. That sort of. And I, I really like that. Means. I, I really like that I, simply I because Doesn't it matter. just brings an interesting. <laughs> element to it where it's not just like oh yeah you're the best and oh my god i agree with everything you're doing and, and i want to help you i'm your sidekick it's like 
fine, I guess I'll help you, but only because I want to protect our culture. You know, yeah. like, not because I like not you because or anything. I like you, Baka. I think you suck. I don't have to. Yeah, like, but I don't like I've you. Never, I would never tell you that because you're the princess. I yeah. do like my my Star Wars nerd. The Star Wars nerd in me was was tickled pink when they sent Wedge and Luke out to be like, okay, yeah. stop them. And yeah. he's like, like, okay, I guess I'll well, just it, knock off their hyperdrive. You, you know what actually happened is they sent Luke, and Luke's like, hey, Wedge, what are you doing right now? And he's like, nothing, Luke. He's like, all right, let's go. <laughs> um, but that being said, do you, they made her Evan, Ev- Yvonne, whatever her sure. name is, they made her really tall. Yeah. Like on page 14, they, she's like a whole yeah. head taller than Leia. Do you think that's because they're trying to get the like Han and Chewie dynamic? Maybe I think I think it just. Has oh, I could to, see that. I think very. I feel like and Mark Wade, if you happen to be listening, or um, or if if the artist of the book happened to be listening, did the you doxies. draw that because you thought of Gwendolyn and Christie? Because <laughs> you're like, ooh, it's not tall, letting this go. Blonde. No, 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 because honestly, like that's the, the vibe. Woman, that's the vibe I got. Was very yeah. Game of Thrones version yeah. of her, which is that she's kind of like a duty bound knight who's bound to serve these serve these guys because of their their mother asked them to to take care of them and so she's like i'm honor bound she's very honor bound even if she doesn't always agree she's honor bound um, can we talk about the art yes that's what i was just going to actually ask uh so what did you think of the art uh you guys what did what uh, alan i know i know that you're a resident art guy but you and ryan tend, tend to be the art talkers uh, uh, i really like ahead. the dodson's art like the I, I i enjoy it i like how it can be very detailed but the one thing like about about the art and this is like every time they draw a lady, it looks like a like a pinup pose. Yeah, kind of. I can see that. It's a little. I mean, and it's posed. not. It's not outrageous. Like and no, and it's no, not it's like not they're like, like overly you know, bending over at the waist or anything no, like no, that. No. It's just like every time. It's just everything is a pose, and everybody's makeup is perfect all the time. And I'm. It's comics. I mean, you're drawing pictures, so you want to draw it to look good. But I don't. It's just something because I've seen a lot of other. Terry and Rachel Dodson art and it's just always struck me as like like definitely influenced by like good girl type pinup art. Yeah, I can um, see that. But, I can see that. But all the science fiction-y stuff looks awesome. I agree. Um, but really that didn't bother me a whole heck of a lot because I feel like well, my investment in this series is already limited. So I wasn't really expecting a whole <laughs> lot going into it. Um, that being said, I really think that the inks are the best part of this art um, because of the cool use of crosshatching, I really like this yeah, style where to create soft shadow, you just use very um, strategic crosshatching. It's not yeah, like... I do like that. It, it's not like crosshatching like Jim Lee style where it's just because to cover what you're not going to color in and make the colors life easier. It's literally just to show, show soft shadow. And it's a style that I keep seeing more and more in comics. Um, and I'm just a huge fan of it. So I'm really happy they used it here. It kind of creates, with with the style that they're going for, which is, I mean, what, quasi-realistic? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, especially... Takes, I, cartoony, you could almost say, but not, but not maybe stylized. I think stylized because they're trying to keep the... Um, the image of the actual person like it's without going into like caricature exactly like it's supposed to look like um, mark hamill is supposed to look like uh carrie uh, fisher carrie fisher and uh but you don't want to make it so much like them that it starts dating itself or getting a little weird yeah so you just stylize it up a little bit so it's got this cool mix between life and and stylized comics and that cross hatching i'm just a huge fan of i really like the colors too oh yeah i think the colors are good it's nice 
I like the I like the part where the there's like one my, very tiny flashback where Yvonne is talking about how she worked with uh with with Leia's mother and like the scene is like no blacks it's just sort of like reds washed and out. yellows and almost completely washed out. Uh, I thought yeah, that was very that was clever. Pretty cool. It was a cool way to do that. Oh well, yeah, so would any of you guys read another issue of it? Is that something you would you would check out? And I'm 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 curious, Ryan. Also, would you would is this something you would let like your daughter read? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, it's funny because because I know she really likes Princess Leia, and I had wanted to read it before because you never know what's gonna yeah. be in a comic book. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I would totally let her read this. I also want to read it. Um. And I'm not as sucked in as I was for Darth Vader. To no, be this honest. is like a five issue, I think, limited um, series. Yeah, too. but I, but I, I want to see what happens. I'm, I'm curious. I'm for the Star Wars, the Star Wars nerd in me is into it. Okay. Um, if you put it in my hands, I'll read another one, but okay. I probably won't go buy it. Cool. I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as Alan, um, but I am interested to kind of see where, where it goes because I like that dynamic, uh, is, between the two main characters. Is it bad that at the very end they're like, let's go to Naboo, and I'm kind of like, oh no way. I'm kind of like, I'm curious what Naboo looks like after. I, after, after episode yeah. three, yeah, actually, that's like, a good point. I'm kind of like, ooh, okay. What bro, does this look like? I, I, probably I looks missed the same, that the first time around that they're going to Naboo. Yeah, I was mm. like, how many Mises are we gonna have to see? It, it probably, oh. uh, it probably <laughs> looks the same, but it has less roly poly droids and a lot more stormtroopers. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, you guys can check out uh, Princess Leia. It is, I believe, they actually have collected it all into a trade now. I think it's yeah, only like a five issue, so. six issue miniseries. Um, but they've collected it all into a trade, I believe. It's available um, wherever Marvel comics are sold. So uh, you can probably find it at a comic book store. Also, digitally on Comixology or uh, Mar- Marvel's app. You can um, even find it at Disneyland. Yeah, you could. You could probably find it at Disneyland because they do like selling Star no, Wars. I've seen I think I saw oh, it. Have you? Yeah, I've seen that they have the like Star Wars and Marvel comics at Disneyland now. Mm-hmm. Nice. I think I saw at Walmart that they had like a coloring book version of this. Oh, cool! Like, nice. like not like an adult coloring book that costs fifteen dollars, yeah. but like a kid for version. like f- you know four or five bucks. Cool. Well, yeah, I would recommend checking it out if you like Star Wars. Your Star Wars nerd, definitely check it out. Uh, so, Ryan, you are the last one. It me. Uh, I brought a book called Theremin. Um, it is uh, out on Monkey Brain Comics, which uh, means digital first. It's a dollar on uh, Comicsology. Written by Kurt Pyers with art by Dalton Rose. Letters by uh, friend of the show, Ryan Ferrier. Um, it's sort of like a historical alternate fiction where um, Leo Theremin, the inventor of the musical instrument, the Theremin, which you may remember from such songs as Good Vibrations, or um, any old timey sci fi horror movie. Or any old sci fi horror movie. It one. goes like this. It's also a lot of songs by the band Radiation 4. Okay. Uh, a theremin, it's a. We don't have to explain it. It's a. It, it, it creates a, a field that if you break with your hand, it makes a sound. It's very strange. It's like that sound I made when I was whistling. It's a, it's a. It's a. It's a. I know a lot about the theremin from the show Yo Gabba Gabba. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But but essentially, too many gabas. It's a it's a it's an instrument, it's an electronic instrument that you play by waving your hand in the air. Um, but in in this version of of life, the theremin allows you to travel in both time and dimension. Ah, uh, and so Leo Theremin uses it to become an assassin for the pre-Soviet Russia. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. I'm down. Ba- basically. Continue. Um. So. Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, he kills Vladimir Lenin right there on the yep. first couple Just, pages. Yeah, right there, and and then making travels, some Leninade travels back to the future. So Ryan, what the heck, man? This is weird and awesome and right up your alley. This is I love I love weird historical fiction like this. That's that's just strange and and bizarre. Um, 
I I really liked the, I really liked a lot of things about this book as as most Ryan books go <laughs> I tend to but <laughs> but story wise I'm a sucker for historical fiction like that's why I loved like the Five Fists of Science that's yeah. why I loved uh, I'm kind of trying to think of some more off the top of my head but I, I like that's why I even love Time Lincoln like yeah. as goofy as that oh, is I love when they so take good. historical events and be like even if it's something small like well what if this happened instead but I like it when it's it's wacky like Time Lincoln too and I feel like this is like a high like a more indie version of time Lincoln where it's well, what if well, yeah kind of feels a bit like Casanova yeah that, I got, yeah, definitely yeah. got a Casanova, kind of a Casanova vibe vibe absolutely well. I was gonna mention that when I was reading I was like this feels like Casanova because in the in the time travel dimensiony thing it's like well I can see possible futures also yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. is interesting uh, I I really enjoyed uh, enjoyed the bizarre wackiness of this. It also has that. I mean, I mean, maybe it's just because maybe it's just because I, I loved the Doctor Strange movie a lot. That it has that kind of weird like like out, I don't know how to how to put it like outer body strange experience traveling through mystic realms or like different like being able to see all of time at once and be able to see possible futures. I don't know. I I, I really dug that aspect of the story a lot. So it, it hooked me pretty quickly. Nice. What about you guys? Yeah, I was once he just killed Lennon. I'm like, I'm I'm in, dude. <laughs> like USA, USA. Um, <laughs> no, I I really dug it. Um, for all those reasons, and uh-huh. just you know, I I think another thing too is the art style works so well with it. I, I'm probably stealing a little bit of Alan here, so I'm not going to say much more. That's okay. Um, That's fine. Go ahead. No, you've What'd got you a like better about, analysis. What did you like it, about but, the art? Um, it, it's. It's a bit different. It has that like, you know me, and I tend to not like stuff that looks super shoppy. And I mean, there's a lot of shoppiness in this, but I think it's just the thin lines. I guess it's more of the European style, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Um, It it just, it really plays into it. You know, I, I, I don't know. It makes it feel a little bit older. It makes it feel like it's taking place where it takes place, you know, um, but I just like the concept, you know, the fact that it's like, oh, I accidentally discovered if you hit this pitch just right, you can open up this dimension. And I, what's awesome about that is it's just that's not a whole lot different from how we've come across a lot of major scientific discoveries in the past, <laughs> like penicillin, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like it was just like, oh. Oh, 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 I accidentally did this and oh, that does that. And that's awesome. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and again, the historical fiction thing, um, my, my favorite page artistically is 17 where it has that like weird, like, like black oh, yeah. and like, like the crap, like, really like the, muted, yeah. like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I like, I love like that, Moscow but. burning to the ground and like American yeah. flags. Marching. Oh man. Yeah. But no, I, I really dug it. I dug it. The story, the art, everything behind it. it it referenced the things that i like it felt a bit like dave even though you know like and yeah. that's you know ferrier also you know um that that's in there and i know in this case like he did the letters yeah but i i don't know maybe it's just you know it's just he, that group of dudes they chose uh, him for that project or he chose to be on that project because it's kind of a similar type of thing it felt like dave it felt like casanova um in a good way not in a like biting a style way, you know, and yeah. I, I liked it. What'd you think, Alan? Um, the art was really cool. I thought that it was, I want to call it like accessible. It's okay. not, it doesn't look like you look at it and go, Ooh, wow, my eyes. Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> 
I knew that was coming. Yeah, uh, me too. I hit that just what was, right. What was that? Accessible art? Uh, accessible. Like, accessible. Um, okay. Like, 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 like doable. It's not, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it it looks like if I wanted to make a comic book, this would be one of those things I read the, the, the one of the things that I would read to go like, I could do that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which I think is, is totally cool. Um, it, it obviously is not janky or, or, I mean, you, there's a lot of uh, really obvious talent in the book, but uh, the lines being thin and a little bit loose does make it appear to be as if art wasn't the main focus, mm-hmm. which is sort of my other side, not complaint, but my other criticism is that it's a really high concept for like a single yeah. issue. Uh-huh. Um, there's not a whole lot of concrete what's going pardon me um a lot of concrete what's going on here Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of okay and then this happened and then this happened i think this happened okay it's very trippy it is and i i just feel like an 18 page book it's a super it's a thin book it's a short yeah no i i i I get it and uh i just think that that's not necessarily a minus it's just a criticism that's fair that's fair um so i think that you could have put maybe two or three more pages in there and, and flush it out or at least giving it a better hook. That's the only thing. Um, but that being said, it was fun to read. It was definitely trippy. Yeah. That's all I wanted. <laughs> it's, it was, trip. it was a Ryan book. I, I mean, in, in every sense of the word, I was like, not surprised. Like it here it comes. Sort of weird and crazy. Here it uh, comes. It's part of a four issue limited series. They're, they're all similarly strange and similarly short. Um, I mean, you can buy the whole thing for less than four dollars on Comics. Oh wow, really? Um, so I, I, I thought you guys would dig it, and you would think it was super oh, yeah. weird and super strange. And yeah. I also really you know like how I feel about science and when stuff. creators uh, make like a comic and I'm like, all right, it's two dollars. How about it? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I made this basically because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I what I really like about cool. it. Um, I'm glad you guys liked it. Yeah, I really um, did. I'm sorry. How how many more of these are currently? You released? said there's a four. It's, it's four, and that's it. It's a complete story at Is four it issues. Already completely out. Yeah, all okay. of them on Comicsology, ninety nine cents a piece. Nice. Oh, all right. There you go. All right, yeah. you you got me set up. Sweet. Yeah, man. So that's ch- that's what I love about Monkey Brain Comics. That's what they do. Is they put uh, short stories Bandette. For cheap, no, I, I on I know that. Uh, on Comicsology, they did. What was that the one? Was it? Um, they actually were the ones who high pu- altitude. Who, uh, yes, they also published high Dave. crimes. High crimes. High crimes. They published Dave. The first run yeah, of Dave was Dave. published Monkey Brain first. Okay, cool. Uh, they're kind of almost like an incubator for good stories. And like Ian said, Bendette, which is yeah, awesome. Bendette's one of our favorites. And uh, man, yeah, there's and Paul that's Tobin cool. on that yep. who later did Colder, which we recently read, yeah. mm-hmm. and that's a good contrast. <laughs> writing style um so yeah well that is gonna wrap up the here's my issue section of the show and now we move on to part two of the show uh which is called first print in which we read a classic comic book issue oh wow really i've never been able to sleep um no so i sleep uh, and only wake up once every three years i sleep up and (laughs) i sleep and then keep waking up and waking up and waking up and waking no uh, that's a that's a hint of what we read. Anyway, so with the fr- uh, first print part of our show, uh, we talk about a classic.
classic comic book issue, a, a comic book run, uh, maybe like a graphic novel or like a, 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 a an arc of issues, uh, something that we feel is, is good for somebody who's just getting into comics, whether it be older stuff or more classic stuff. Uh, mostly read stuff probably from like the 70s, 80s, as far as that stuff, like the 80s classic stuff, the writer-driven stuff. But we've also read a lot of newer books in here too, uh, like Scott Pilgrim and things like that. So anything, if you're really getting into comics or maybe you've been out of comics for a while and you want to kind of pick up something to start you back off, uh, First Prince is the section for you. So this time we read something that I have been wanting to read for a while, but just couldn't get past the first issue. And I know we've talked about it many, many a time, uh, but we went ahead and read the first volume of Sandman called Preludes and Nocturnes. Uh, Mr. Sandman. Yes. Written by Mr. Neil Gaiman. He is, he is the, the architect of this series. Um, and uh, yeah, so let's talk about this. <laughs> This is some weird stuff. Can you really yes. talk about it? Yeah. Yes. Let's go into a shared dream about this yes. right now. So, um, okay. let me light uh, the cannabis. I don't want to leave the discussion, <laughs> but like, how? I've, since Ryan's been the one who's, who's who's read comics the longest, let me ask you this: Did you read? Have you read this before we we started? Like before this? Or yeah. You, yeah. I've okay. read this twice now. When did you get into? Like, when did you start reading Sandman? College. College. Oh man, this is like the perfect college, college book. book. Alan, have you read this prior? Uh, yeah, no, negative. Okay, so you, understand. so the three I, of us were newbies. I've at gotten it. the, I've got about halfway through the first issue, and I just kind of went like, "This is a lot of reading," and then just kind of looked at elsewhere. I was where's like, the capes? Oh. Yeah. Hey, where, where, hey, this DC book. Where's Batman? <laughs> oh, he's in there. Batman <laughs> in there. is in there. His yeah. back is in there. They mentioned him a couple times. They mentioned Arkham in there quite yeah, yeah. prevalently. Bruce Wayne's persona. No, Batman. like I, I like Sandman. I just love. <laughs> I always like. Wow, the, that is uh, that is the best way to describe that ever. That's, oh boy, it's perfect. I, I really like the concept of Sandman. So I just bad. never was able to like just make the leap and dive into it. It's kind of like uh, there's another character that that's just, I'm having the same problem with. Um, but uh, I've never been able to just jump into it and start going. Like it's always felt felt like a bit of a like like a chore getting the train started, like chick chick chick, like like getting it going. Yeah. But once. I don't like know. The sleepy train going? Yeah. But it's kind of like me going to bed. Uh, it's hard to like get into sleep. But once I'm there, man, am I into sleep. Um, but once this Sleep's started... Sleep's a good band. I think Chewie and I... It's it's Again, we, we read comics in this house. And Dude Chewie... from High on Fire. And Chewie, Chewie and I have a... We like to, we like, we kind of sometimes like, well, don't talk about it, not talk about it till the show, but we kind of had a little oh, bitty discussion. Secret, secret for me, this is really good, but it takes like two issues for you to like really get going into it. For it me, it takes two issues to figure out what's going on. Yeah, but, but, I, <laughs> but, but for like the story to kind of see where it's going and for you to get into it, like that's, it took me like two issues. And once I kind of saw where this was going, I was like, all right, I'm on board. I'm in. I want to find out what happens. So, but, but I don't know, like, what did you guys, what, what, let's, let's do like we did in, um, in, in the, uh, first print section. Let's talk about the story. Sure. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, so look, how you, familiar are you guys with the sort of universe of Sandman? Negative. So, at all. Not at all. I okay. wasn't. So can we, should we, I don't know. What do you think? Should we do like a quick, like here is the one sentence, like what happens throughout this arc? Well, or? I'm sort of interested to hear what you guys think. Oh, uh, okay. So, <laughs> so you, I don't know. I was give us a sentence of what happened. So I feel like what happened was, uh, this guy tried to conjure death, uh-huh. uh, so that he can imprison death which would make him all powerful and being able to control death when it happens, who it happens to all that stuff. They conjured up uh, the wrong immortal or endless or whatever they call them. The, the endless, the endless, the yeah. eternals or they're, whatever. Yeah. They're the endless, the endless, um, which happens to be 
Dream, mm-hmm. um, which is essentially you can call him Sandman. Um, and then Sandman breaks out and he finds out like after a long time, he breaks out and finds out, hey, they stole some of my stuff and I, I need those because I'm weak. And he goes on a quest uh, to try to retrieve his artifacts. And then he's like, hey, wait a minute. This last guy, he's he's really messing around with my ruby here. And then he has to fight him in dreams. And then he gets it back and then he goes back to Dreamtown. And then he talks to, his, he talks to his sister. It's sort of a story of... Um, it, it's, a, it's, it's a quest. It, it, it reminded me, I know this is going to sound really, Lord really... Rings. Yes, uh, I was going to say a little more, and, and Alan will back me up on this, but it sounds really reductionist and really stupid for, for this high art comic. A little bit Zelda, like you have to go and collect all the different pieces <laughs> to put something together, which I like. I love stories like that. I love, that's probably why I love Zelda so much. I like the idea of like, oh, we got to get this and then this and then this. But like, it's it's him kind of reassembling himself and and coming back into himself uh, at the end, at, at after being basically imprisoned for 70 years on Earth. Um, and then, and he goes to like, I mean, wacky astral planes. He, and I, I like all the different places he goes. It's not just, oh, and we're going to go to this one place and he has to do this and this. No, everything's a little different. Every issue is like a new adventure. Um, and the very end, I, I love how it, the, the story ties up at the end and he kind of, kind of, I don't know, it feels like he kind of like lost who he was. So it wasn't just that he lost all his artifacts, yeah. but he lost who he was. His identity. And his of. identity in the last issue of this makes it feel like he's regained his identity and yeah. we're just starting something bigger. It's kind of like a this the world is going to open up and we're going to see more and more of it, which which I really really like. But it's 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 almost like a little bit of a journey of finding yourself again, which is really really silly for how crazy and out there this book is, but at the end of the day I think like that is the main kind of underlying thing that I took from it. What about you, Alan? Uh, I agree with Ian, except instead of Zelda, I would say Greek epic. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. I mean, that has to come from... Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. Nintendo like, had to get the idea from somewhere. Yeah. I just <laughs> meant that like the writing, because Neil Gaiman yeah. does oh, a very sure. flourishy job mm-hmm. of very, writing it. The Odyssey, yeah. Also, it deals with deities, and like yeah. Greek yeah. epics are always about deities, so... Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I agree, and it was uh, it was super fun to watch him go and pick up each one of those things. Uh, when we when we talk about the the third item, when we t- when we get to talking about the ruby, like I think that's kind of where everything got more muddy unnecessarily. But once again, it's Neil Gaiman, so who cares? Um, <laughs> so when we get there and talk about, it, I'll throw my two cents in on that. So yeah, as far as the universe, like you're yeah. talking about, I know Vertigo is like DC, uh-huh. you know. But I did not expect to see like yeah. some of the people like we saw and like Constantine yeah. and like I mean it makes sense cool. if you think about it mm-hmm. like you know who he is but I didn't th- I thought this was just like I always kind of thought it was like there's the Vertigo universe and the DC universe with occasional when it's profitable crossover mm. um, I uh, didn't know at I this point expect. in time in like 1989 this it was very much like. The Vertigo universe is the DC universe, but after dark. Oh. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Kind of like Marvel Max. And, and Vertigo kinda, Vertigo yeah. is kind of like a combination of, yeah, like the like DC after dark, but now it's also kind of been like, and it's kind of their image imprint. Mm-hmm. Like it's, yes, it's it still part. It's yeah, like for limited series. Yeah. For things like why, like why last man isn't in the yeah. DC comics, mm-hmm. like, like universe and neither is, yeah. I mean, technically neither is like Watchmen or V for Vendetta. Technically. Yeah. Let's be honest. With uh, even though there's been some crossover with Watchmen, but 
And there's actually some stuff going on in the Batman comics right now. Anyway, <laughs> um, that's really weird. Uh, Justice League and uh, uh, Power Rangers. Yeah, uh, I, I saw I saw a Batman cover that has him holding a comedian smiley blood button. I'm like, oh god, no, please yeah, stop. Yeah, about this. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's neither here nor there. The point is, like, yeah, it, it's related to DC. I liked that they went to different like DC based stuff. I like that there's John Constantine in there. I like that they go to DC's version of hell. And I like that they go, uh, they, they connect it with the justice league and like a traditional, like super villain type thing. Oh yeah, I, I, I like that it was different. And Etrigan too. Oh my God. The fact that Etrigan was in, it's like little yeah. DC love letters where you're like, Oh man, like Neil Gaiman sure does like the DC universe a lot. Oh, yeah. I like it. Uh, he, I mean, I, I think that like the idea of having this, Sort of, I mean, if you look at it in Neil Game style, like this pantheon yeah. of demigods that he can tap into and bring into the story. Mm-hmm. And that's not the only time he does this in the Sandman books. He, people come up again and mm-hmm. again right. uh, in later books. I know that he deals with Constantine again. Um, and I think he talks to, what's his name, Swamp Thing, and mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of stuff happen. I think it was just a really, like, weirdly enough, like uh, when, when they mentioned Constantine, I was actually really excited. Because number one, I like Constantine, and yeah. number two, it just it it made the most amount of sense. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't weird mm-hmm. seeing Batman in that weird flashback. That was weird. But I mean, like Doctor Destiny was a guy who was in Arkham. The other guy who was there, who was messing with him, was the Scarecrow. That's true. So I mean, there's you know the Batman I, I, is definitely the the most likely right. superhero to be involved. I although, just meant that. In this particular story, yeah, no, I guess it was just it. Yeah, it yeah. made a lot more sense. And then Constantine <laughs> was being Constantine, and as we know from reading previous Constantine books, mm-hmm. he was very reluctant at first. Yeah. But then when he kind of figured out, oh, all right, it's another jerk demon who wants my freaking help. <laughs> all right, here we go. Like, I, time for another adventure, quote unquote. I really liked the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, being in there. I thought, that was used, little... I, I thought it was I thought it was cool because he was just like, Oh shoot a Martian. Like I thought you guys were all dead. Yeah. Wait a minute. He's like, Hey, you know me as this and he was like, Oh, no way. Like <laughs> Oh, that was great. I, that that was, was pretty cool. Like it just like implies all of this depth that you've never heard any of and you won't ever hear I, anymore. And of I it. think that's what I think that's, that's, what, that's what Neil Gaiman is, does is really good at. And you mentioned earlier is tapping into the Pantheon. Yeah. And like that's what he's really good at is taking ideas and then just bringing them together and then expanding them simultaneously yeah, like and creating threads of links. And, and, and yeah. even outside of the DC universe, like that Constantine issue where they just mentioned, like there's so many like dr- songs about sleeping and dreaming. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, is he going to get the arrhythmics in there? Yes, yep. he does. Fantastic. Like I like that, yeah. that those little moments are in there. I loved that. Like, I'm like, that's, it's Neil Gaiman. Like that's, that's genius. That's, the, that's great. The idea of the, uh, triumvirate of hell. Yeah. Was, yeah. I thought really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I always like it when when you see an, anti-archetypal uh, devils. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. like Satans mm-hmm. that are uh, holier than thou Satan. You know what I mean? That's oh, why, yeah. that's I, why I really yeah. liked... Oh, shoot. Was it the Constantine movie? Uh, yeah, with the sa- with with the devil, the devil played by it Peter was. Stormare. Yeah, He's that is the one of my... best part of that movie by yes, far. It was that's... one of my favorite parts of that and movie. We spent like a third of the episode of super action was talking about, about how Cox. great Peter yeah, Stormare is. Cause that was the best part of the movie. movie. I, he was in it for 
you know, 20 minutes maybe. Well, I like right, that. I, I like yeah. that they went with the more quote unquote biblical yeah. version of, of Lucifer. Sad. That he's beautiful. He's yeah. a gorgeous yeah. angel. He's, he's an angel. Like, yeah. but he's a not like this, an angel. Yeah, he's not. Well, and he's the, he's supposed to be the light bringer. Yeah. He's the most yeah, beautiful of all star. of them. Yeah, the morning star. So like he. Like the fact that they made him not a like big demon with horns and like yeah. you know that there is a guy that's a giant like you know <laughs> a giant evil dude there, yeah. but like not Satan. And I like that. Yeah, it's like like well, we had to bring in some outside help because hell's not doing so great. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm kind of lost. <laughs> I know. I know there is stuff later on in Sandman that yes. involves yes. hell. Yes, that, is. that is even weirder and wackier than that. I'm I'm kind of excited to get to it because I want to. I want to. I want to read that part. Well, you know, there is a DC book called Lucifer. Ah, yeah. and it's about. Oh, is yeah. it? Is it this? Is yeah, it this? This is Lucifer? the Lucifer. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. No, that's he what I is, figured. Yeah. He is DC's Lucifer. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Know the same one they based the television show off. Yes. Of? Yeah. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't know those were related. Yeah. Ah, Wait, the know. show Lucifer that's on right now is based yeah. off DC Comics Lucifer. Yes. As far as I understand, with the British guy. Because yes. didn't it? Wasn't it supposed to cross over with Constantine? Uh don't know. I don't know if it was supposed to cross over, but it is that Lucifer. Yeah, it is DC's that Lucifer. Lucifer. Hmm. Um, cool. I and this might be this not might be this is my ignorance showing in in my knowledge of like the DC universe and stuff. But Doctor Destiny uh-huh. was I was a little confused, and maybe it was just so it's just straight up. I did this whole thing when I read. Uh, Sandman, where I put on um, a black metal band uh, called Jaster. Nice. Um, X-A-S-T-H-U-R. And um, it's like, in particular, the album Telepathic with the Deceased. Um, it, it It's weird to just listen to on its own, and I'm like, this would fit well with it. And I read it, so there were times where it was just like, I, I don't know, I was like, just the way I was comprehending things was weird. So maybe I was explaining I missed it. But Dr. Destiny, formerly a good guy or a bad I felt like there was something that said he was part of the JLA at some point, but then also he's a bad guy and he's in Arkham. Like yeah, or I or did know. I mix or did I twist that up completely? Are you either of you guys? My understanding was he was a villain always, right? Yeah. Always? I, I just okay. pulled up the Wikipedia article about it. <laughs> uh so nineteen sixty one, uh what he did was he um was he like original Golden Age or was he Silver Age? Silver Age. Okay. 1961. He basically invented a method to get rid of your will. Okay. And then he imprisoned the Green Lantern and infiltrated the JLA pretending to be the Green Lantern. Uh, uh, so he was in it, but he was never. <laughs> Alan, don't roll your eyes too hard, man. <laughs> but he was never like. Silver Hell legit. was so bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't hear okay. Batman letting that stuff slide. Okay, That's what I cool. Thought. Too busy running around with little boys in shorts. <laughs> That's true. So at least so, we know where he's at. <laughs> and and at some point the 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 ruby ended up with the JLA because that's where I, the other thing I missed too. They they didn't really explain it. Just sort of like the JLA ends up getting there because Doctor Destiny. Destiny it was, it was like a it. thing, and so it was like it was like they had they kept it as like oh this is dangerous we have to hold on to this. Oh okay okay. Yeah. And so they, that's why they have it like a, a secret storage yeah, facility. Yeah. Um, I also like too in the first couple issues that they mentioned the Golden Age Sandman yeah. from like DC with the little like, yeah. sand where gun. he would like yeah, he actually was like I, like oh this is a different guy than that guy so well yeah because I, f- I feel like they had to throw that in as like a you know as like a hey oh you old Sandman fans that's continuity right there, there it that's, is that's lo- that's love and care of continuity because the Sandman is nothing like that yeah 
Um, the Cain and Abel story was like so sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was really when he just like beats up on his brother, and then when he's telling the little baby dragon thing, he's like, "There was a story. He's got two brothers, and they were nice to each other always, and they never hurt each other." Well, they're was... based on the biblical Cain yeah. and Abel yeah. who yeah. killed yeah. his brother. No, I know, but yeah. it was just it was like, oh, I I really <laughs> the first story. Yeah. I really loved the last issue of this, like. Mm-hmm. A lot. Like yeah. it made me okay with be, with the idea of death. Like it made me feel better. Like if that's what death is, like oh man, I almost got hit by that car. Oh, I did. Oh, sweet. Who's this punk rock chick? And I love the way that they describe. <laughs> I love the way they describe it. Like death is just like yeah, well, you know, it's your time. Sorry. And then it's like, and then I heard the fluttering of wings. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I wish. I hope that's what it's like. Like I'm terrified of death. Well, considering what happened before it with the final battle with uh, what's his face. Yeah. Yeah. I thought I don't know. Like my two cents on that is I feel like that last book, you know, where he's in the diner and mm-hmm. he's messing with all those people. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And Oof. it I feel like that, that got real heavy. It yeah. did. And I feel like unnecessarily almost. Like it got Alan Moore level of like dark. Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's exactly it. I felt like Alan I was Moore, reading... Frank Miller level of like this is really dark. Well, first of all, I always uh, it already felt like Frank Miller because a lot of the talking heads that they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Um, like in the TV screens and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh then, yes, we got to that, and I'm like, this feels like a like a like a Miller or an Alan Moore book. Like this is absolutely outside of of Gaiman's normal wheelhouse of telling a story and and hitting beats along the way instead of stopping and staying in one place for too long which is what I feel like that issue did yeah I think that because he the villain didn't have enough like screen time quote unquote I feel like doing that set him up to be a very bad guy yeah I don't know what do you guys think of that that issue well it's the thing is part of it is it's like that's it's almost like two issues because you get that like the issue before this one uh so because you're talking about issue six takes i believe so. in the diner yeah but the, there's an issue before this one that involves dr destiny getting out and getting to the diner that's issue five right and then there's the issue um seven where sandman actually defeats him right. so it's like a so it it feels long because he's in it for all it's for like three issues that makes sense um five and six were both really long to read yeah yeah they were they and they and they just flow really naturally one to the other true so it feels like one long issue and it's kind of a slog because he's just basically torturing these people to death yeah uh and it's kind of that's hey guys okay kids comics <laughs> yeah for kids um, if, yeah. any, if anybody's buying their kids Sandman, that's a problem. <laughs> like, oh, look at the know, cover. Like, look at the cover of these comics. They're called funny books, Ian. But uh, yeah, yeah, no, one I don't of know, the covers man. has nipples on it, just straight up nipples. <laughs> it feels it feels really brutal and kind it of is. like a slog. It's, it does. Like it's, it's just so long. She's like, okay, oh, all right, again. Oh, we're doing this now. See, okay. I, I feel like I feel like though Chewie and I might have. I I, I really enjoyed that yeah. issue because I'm like, this guy is sadistic. Me- me too. I, I really like it. It wasn't a happy thing to and read. No, no. It, it clearly I, wasn't. I wasn't talking about the happiness. I was talking about the slog. Like, that's... Ryan th- put it really well, well. Is It just felt like we're staying in this one mm-hmm. story beat for way too long. And I think it's intentional. I think what it is is it's supposed to be like, well, um, Dr. Destiny... Um, you know, he was imprisoned for so long in the dark in nothing. He didn't have any windows, a clock or anything like that. So it's like kind of create that, like, like mirror the like 
endlessness that he felt there. Mm. And in a sense, what he's trying to create by being in control of the dream realm where he later, he's like, you know, this, I, I will be it. There's no beginning, no end. Like he's going on about that stuff. And in a way it's kind of like what dream when he was in prison. And, but it's like, yeah, that's kind of like they're they're both parallel, but yeah. one of them's you know the evil version. The other one yeah. just sits and waits. Yeah, yeah. but um, so I I don't I don't think that it was oh we stuck with this beat too long. I think it was like they made it like do that like for for a purpose. Yeah, and they for, had to make yeah. him feel. I think they wanted to make the that character feel more weighty, so that when you def- when when he gets defeated, it's like. Yeah, 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 got him. Yeah, and not just like okay, he got the third thing, and uh, all right, here we go. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Same in time. I, I really, I love the, I love Neil Gaiman's version of death very, very much. Not Ian, only Ian be- has a crush on Neil Gaiman. Yeah, version. no, I just like that <laughs> issue. He's coming back to her. I like. Well, no, I really like that issue because I, I thought I felt like like you're right. Like this is a big fight, and he's got all his things back. And now what? Well, it's funny because we're talking about how dark like those issues are, like four, five, six, and seven, or five, six, and seven, and then issue eight sort of lightens everything up. But There's it's all about talking, death. But it's about death, yeah. yeah. But I mean, like it's it's got a lot more white space. There's a lot mm-hmm. more just sort of like friendly dialogue. But she's it's literally softer. going around taking people's yeah. lives, going going around saying like, "You are no longer alive now." Yeah. Or like that one kid, oh, "I'll see you later, kid." Yeah. yeah that, that was messed dumb. up. He was like, "Oh, she knows my name. It's gonna happen." Um, <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. Like, I I really dug that last issue a lot. Just, I mean, fantastic. Um, the art for me was pretty interesting because the first two, I looked at it. I thought the creative team switched up after the second issue, but it it didn't. It, it didn't. was the exact same I think they creative just team. Switched up styles. Yeah, but yeah. The style on the Constantine issue going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed the first two issues. It wasn't. It wasn't like horrible or anything, but I kind of maybe I had the wrong expectations because of like the covers and stuff. I wanted it to be a little bit like weirder and dreamier, and it seemed a little bit more cartoony. Um, so I, I was happy I know, it when this remind me of like eerie horror, yeah, comics, yeah, exactly. It reminded me a lot of Preacher, yeah, yeah. And so oh, the ways. later issues, yeah, yeah, it's a very much a style from the 90s. Uh, hey, we should. We should mention the names of the artists because we've talked about Neil Gaiman a whole bunch of times. Yeah. Uh, but the guys who drew this book are um, uh, actually there's. It is a different artist. It is a different pair of artists on the first like, two because the first two it's I believe Sam Keith and Mike Dringenberg. Yeah. Uh, and then later issues it is Mike Dringenberg and I think Malcolm Jones the yeah, third. Yeah. And that's but that's like oh, no, issue Sam Keith like, is still is. Yeah, so Mike Drinkenberg did most of the art, but he was joined by Sam Keith on some issues and yeah. Malcolm Jones the third on other issues. Yeah, like in the later in the last like third of the series, yeah. there it switched up. I thought it switched up earlier, but the what the way they switched up the art style, um, I I really like that. That pulled me a lot more into it. Um, but yeah, it, I, I think it would have been nice to kind of see that art style from the beginning. I don't yeah. know. Just I do really like the Constantine issue. Yeah. What about what do you think, Alan? Uh, you haven't I mean, said much about it, Alan. What did you think about this book? Oh, I, overall, um, I'm like trying to come up with. Like, I'm pretty sure I just said that. Um, no, overall, I I liked it. Actually, it was it was very thought provoking, and it wasn't heavy handed in what it was trying to say. It was it was a good piece of literature, uh, and and. In the tradition of like, I like the the Greek epic analogy, yeah. 
Um, that being said, it, it, it feels a little dated with some of the art. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a little away from itself at times. So it becomes like for readers like me, it may seem a little daunting. But I think that at the end of it, it has a really cool story. Um, it resolves itself really well. And it opens you up for what comes afterwards with all the other characters. And I think that's the coolest part about this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and just so you guys know, like the endless is set up, and it's more than just dream and death. There are a whole yeah. bunch of other ones whose names also start with D. Awesome. Uh, and and the thing that they sort of hint at in this book is that Dream's kingdom of the Dream Time has basically been destroyed, and he spends a lot of issues after this. That's his that's his mission that Death basically gets him to realize is like to rebuild the Dream World, which had fallen apart while he was gone. Uh, and so that's what the next. 11 volumes of the book are about. It's, not the, it's not the only thing that it's about he, yeah. he you know makes some deals with lucifer and all kinds of stuff well, i'm really excited to see robert smith rebuild his man yeah right <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm into it dude i'm i'm into the series i really enjoyed it's it super gothy i thought it was gonna be a little bit like like you like alan was saying i i thought it was gonna be a little bit more heavy-handed than it was but i yeah. think it was weighted well yeah yeah i i, I agree I like I like the adventures of, of Robert Smith and Susie Sue as uh, as, <laughs> as as um, as immortal beings. Um, I'm yeah. kind of bummed out because now it needs. I mean, now it means I need to read the whole thing again. I, right? I'm I'm really like this is on the list of things. Like it's now it's on the list of bone. things. Yeah, uh, it's again. I have a big list of things. One of them is preacher. One of them is bone. One of them is is now this. Yep. Along with along with some other things that some of our listeners have requested, I read. Um, but yeah, I, I, you guys can find this book pretty easily. Um, I, I bought it on Comicsology a long time ago, uh, and I have I feel like the first trade. Previews and Doctors, like, I think it's like ten. I think the first one might even be ten bucks. Like I think I got it for ten bucks. It might be. I feel like every Barnes and Noble is required by law to carry this. Yeah. yeah, I think so. In the graphic novel section, have, it's like the whole. All I definitely there. recommend it. I would say check it out. Have any of you read? Remember when they? Um, recently kind of released another like Sandman uh, yeah. thing. I yeah. forgot what the subtitle was. It's a Sandman Odyssey. Over- Odyssey. Overture? Overture? Overture. 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 It's like a sequel? Uh, I thought it or predates. I think I'm not sure. Yeah. I, don't, I, I didn't read it because okay. I hadn't read this. Yeah, I, I read just, the first issue and I like hadn't thought about Sandman in a while and I was mm-hmm. like, man, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Cool. Good to know. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend checking this out. It definitely is, has a datedness to it, but with the art and stuff, but the story is really, really well done. Like Neil Gaiman is an amazing writer. So I would, I would definitely, definitely recommend checking it out. Um, okay, cool. So, well, that is going to do it for the, uh, first print section. Now we move on to the third section of our show. Uh, entitled the four color character compendium in which we talk about comic book characters heroes villains uh super teams organizations within uh superhero universes like shield or like argus on the dc side uh writers artists anybody who's important to comics it's like a vocab lesson and a history lesson for comics all rolled into one now normally this is where we throw ryan who's our resident historian but we decided me. ryan has decided to pass the tome around and has decided that we are all smart enough to lead discussions on characters. So we're doing you're good kind of enough. A, you're smart enough and darn it. People, people like, like us. you. Um, so we decided to go kind of in rotation. So each of us is going to get to pick a character and talk about it in character compendium. And of course, as always, lucky Alan, drew <laughs> the short straw. So Alan, that's what we call him. Surprise. And, and it's going to be more fun. Cause it's going to be kind of a surprise and on the spot feeling. So Alan, what character are we talking about tonight? All right. So I thought I would bring a book that I've always really liked. Uh, I'm sorry, a book, a character from a book. 
that is titled after the character uh, that I've always really liked for obvious reasons. So today we are talking about Nova. Okay. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, All right. Specifically, uh, the Nova Richard Rider. Okay. Um, because uh-huh. there have been multiple, so yeah. I'm going to just focus on Richard Ryder, because okay. uh, he's also my favorite. Yeah. Um, okay, so you guys are familiar with Nova, right? Uh, I'm familiar with the idea of the Nova Corps. Mm-hmm. Like Nova yeah. Corps kind of, if, if I'm paraphrasing correctly, is kind of like the Green Lantern Corps of the Marvel Universe, sort I of. I said obvious reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not talking, this isn't the This isn't the, um, the newest one, the Jeff... The, Jeff Loeb one, no, named after his son. Correct. No, that okay. would be uh, that would be Sam. Um, Sam, that's right. But no, this one is uh, is is the one rich, before that, as it right? were. That's like he's like the most. He was the one who was that way for the longest. Am I right? Um, he was the longest, and he was the original. So okay. Uh, to give you a breakdown, uh, it was created by Marv Wolfman and Len Wayne. Uh, nice. Wine, Len Wine. The creator of Wolverine. Yeah. The creator yeah. of Wolverine. Uh, in fan- I met both of those people. <laughs> <laughs> in Fanzine Super Adventures in 1966. Mm-hmm. Wow. So he he appeared as like a, a story in a fanzine uh, one time uh, and then didn't appear again until 1976 when he got his own number one. Oh, really? It was entitled wow. Nova. Um, I believe the full title was... Um, okay. It's just called Nova number one. Um, there you go. Oh, The Man Called Nova. There it is. That's the subtitle. The Man Called uh, 1976. Nova. Uh, written by Marv Wolfman and drawn by John Buscema. Buscema. Yeah. Anyway. You got that right. Uh, anyway, so it went on for 25 issues, and then it actually didn't have an ending, so it actually had its, uh, its character arcs uh, completed in other books. So really? one of them was Fantastic Four, and then there was Rom the Space Knight. Nice Rom oh. Space Knight. Who could who could forget yeah. the classic Marvel character? Yeah. <laughs> there's there's a there's an internet following for Rom Space Knight. I, I don't doubt it. There's an internet following for everything, Ryan. I know. I am on Reddit now. <laughs> um, that uh, so he was sort of a character that w- appeared once and then came back years later and then disappeared sort of again until 1989. Oh wow! Uh, when he came back uh, in the New Warriors. So that is sort of, and then we're going to talk about later on in his uh, in his history. But that's sort of like the beginnings of Nova, um, at least Richard Ryder Nova. When when um, we first got introduced to Nova in that first like appearance and stuff, and and in the first uh, Nova, the man known as Nova or yeah. whatever. Um, like was the Nova core a thing or was he just kind of like a standalone deal? It was technically there was a Nova core. So his, this goes into his origin. Oh, okay, um, sorry. And, no, it's fine. Uh, it's good. Segway. Um, so the, <gasps> we, did the <laughs> we did it. Reddit. Um, his origin is there was a, there's a planet called Xandar, which you guys may know from uh, guardians of the galaxy ah, movie. If you've yeah. seen that mm-hmm. and the Nova core existed on Xandar. Uh, however, then there was a character called Warlord Zor who kind of destroyed the planet. Uh, and one of the uh, members of the Nova Corps escaped, and his name was Roman Day. Roman Day is... Uh, oh, shoot. I totally forget his name now. In the in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you will, oh. uh, he's a um, um, red-haired guy. Oh, is older. he John C. Riley? Yes, he is John C. Riley oh. in the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. <laughs> Totally he's different. That, he's the one that that uh, that Star Lord calls. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that guy's a jerk. 
Um, <laughs> so that's Roman Day in the in the movie verse. And here he's actually he's basically Abin Sir from, <laughs> from Green Lantern. Nice. They almost have the exact same origin. Okay. Uh, alien guy from a police force in space comes to Earth beaten and lost and says, "You can have these powers, except Richard Ryder is a high school student." Ah. They were really trying to go for the Peter Parker feel. Yeah, like they were you. trying to create like a space Spider-Man, as it were. Um, Spider-Man. Oh, you mean Spider-Man Unlimited? Yeah, which is, basically. Which is funny because That's yeah, on the show, show they, they don't like each other. Nope. <laughs> Weirdly enough, in the Amalgam comics, there was uh, uh, in the, was it the Iron Lantern series? Oh, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> Hal Stark. Oh boy! <laughs> it is given his powers by. Name. We I still have to do in one of these months. We'll, yeah. One of those we'll episodes. Where, I promise you guys, we'll do an amalgam issue yeah. where we just each bring an amalgam. I'm bringing. Book. I'm bringing Iron Lantern. Clearly. Oh, um, anyway, Hal Stark was given his powers by an Abin Sir Roman Day um, mix-up. I think it was uh, <laughs> uh, Abin Day or something like that. Um, but anyway, so that's like that's his origin. Is he was a high school student. He was kind of given the suit. Uh, it's the helmet and the uh, the suit that you see uh, on the covers. If you just Google Nova, it's pretty much the same thing all the way through. The three stars, mm-hmm. the three, it, with the, lights, three uh, yeah. the three lights all connected, uh, and the big red thing. Um, like it looks like a samurai helmet almost. Nice. Um, so oh, yeah, nice, then he yeah. joined up in the New Warriors in '89, uh, and then subsequently gave up his powers again, so that he could be a normal high school student. Cue the bad guy saying, you're still Nova. I'm going to kidnap you and wow. force you to get your powers back, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he gets his powers back because apparently they never actually left. He needed to feel like some surge of adrenaline to get them back. Um, in the 90s, he has like a really sweet outfit. I got to oh, show you man. this to you. I'm uh, ready for 90s outfit. Where is it? I like that his whole thing, what too, was like, it's like, oh, no, you didn't lose your powers. You just weren't stoked enough. <laughs> your, your adrenaline was not pumping hard you enough. Need to, you need a pump to get your powers back. <laughs> Hold on. I got to find this. Um, weirdly enough, when he just we, drinks a bunch of like Mountain Dew Code Red. Yeah. When we were at the, uh, when we were at the comic Mountain book Red store, <laughs> Ryan pulled this book to show me. And I'm like, Ryan, how did you, how did you know? So this is his like '90s outfit. Oh man, he has like a sweet ponytail too. That's like the that's almost one of the most well known. That's kind of his costume. Yeah, that's kind of what Novas look like, from what I understood. So I didn't know that (laughs) (laughs) because that's what the new one looks like. That's what Sam looks like. He's got that gold helmet. Maybe not as no no no. Like like, this is a really low res picture, but he has like a straight up curly ponytail oh no I, that's that's definitely 90s and his his red crest thing like his samurai crest is like coming way out oh, here oh god it's not great it you want it here i'm gonna pass this to you so you can take a look it's like that it's like that picture of captain america where he just has like a thousand muscles oh, Should yeah. I grow oh god oh lord <laughs> I, how do i even describe this oh uh, god it look it looks like it's uh, like booster gold but crappier like <laughs> like it's worse I, I didn't know marvel was capable of that <sighs> no, I, yeah, I saw. I mean, yes, I, I did. That's a lie. Um, <laughs> I feel like one of these one of these times we got to get someone with some shop skills and like <laughs> just like make us like nine like 90s. comics nineties style like with like pouches and like ponytails and like an eye patch or something like that like and that can be like our temporary like glamour photos or something like that like our that'd pinups. Be pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, we should I'd be do that for that. Um, that being said, uh, he is a longtime love interest of Namorita. 
which is oh, uh, really? Namor's niece, Fe- I believe, isn't it? Female Namor. That sounds like like an alcoholic beverage. <laughs> yeah. Namorita. Namorita. It's like it's like that's what I've he, had a couple it, like Namoritas. It's his, it's his version of margaritas yeah. that he thinks is special. It's, it's I just, use salt water. Yeah, I was gonna say it's the same thing. <laughs> salt water. Why isn't there salt on the rim? Because I use salt. It's water. in the drink. I made them for Sue Storm, but she'll never love me. Um, that's fair. Uh, and then basically he he fell out quote unquote of of Marvel continuity for a while or at least didn't get used a whole lot until um, Annihilation which was a event uh, that kind of brought together all of the Cosmic Marvel at the time yeah. now uh, I okay so he's Cosmic Marvel he like yes. space Marvel right yeah. now Cosmic Marvel is gone all like Star Lord all the way back is still technically um i almost talked about star lord today too but um the star jammers uh technically cosmic marvel okay yeah um cosmic marvel is is anything way out there uh yes cyclops is dead the goob's dead yeah um father of goob in the in in the annihilation event uh there is the leader one of the leaders of the negative zone annihilus creates an army that um breaks out of the negative zone and starts basically destroying or taking over the universe um the Annihilation event sort of also created the modern uh, Cosmic Marvel, and Nova was almost dead center in it. And it's actually where the new Guardians of the Galaxy was formed. So the Guardians of the Galaxy movie based on that run comes from uh, the Annihilation event. Ah, cool. Oh, nice. Good to know. Okay. And Richard Ryder, now that he's, you know, all 2000, uh, 2000, 2003, I think is what it was, now that he's in the new millennium, as it were, uh, gets a really cool like art and suit upgrade so he looks way more that's the nova that, nice. that, that this is know. that's this what, is like that's the, the more one. that's a little, a little bit more yeah, iron man esque yeah. yeah definitely more iron, iron man and thor have a baby and put yeah. a gold helmet there on you it. Go. um <laughs> basically i i downloaded at one point the annihilation all the way through what's called the realm of kings event there's a whole bunch of them um and the books that i look forward to the most were always guardians of the galaxy and nova they were always like the coolest stories richard rider is like he becomes more hard boiled and a little more, a little darker, but he doesn't lose his sense of humor per se. Okay. But he is all about the duty. And that being said, the duty is the Nova Corps. <laughs> uh, the Nova Corps is uh, what basically what gives uh, him his powers. It's the World Mind. So everybody that's in the Nova Corps has access to the World Mind. It gives them orders and missions and keeps everybody together. Um, at one point, Richard Ryder was actually the sole proprietor and the sole keeper of the World Mind because once again, <laughs> Zangdar got destroyed twice. So that happened. And um, he's flying around in space and he has the World Mind talking to him in his helmet. And it's his job to recruit more Nova Corps members and rebuild the Nova Corps. Mm, nice. um, there's some complex continuity with him getting passed out and then the world mind taking over and doing the recruiting for him is is the world mind kind of like zordon uh more like uh like a queen bee ah sort of so like a hive mind kind of sort of like a hive mind not not as purely intellectual but Uh but mostly okay um so anyway there's some complex continuity and some stuff gets destroyed there's cancer verse and that being you say cancer verse. Yeah. There's a cancer verse. Uh so there's a there's a hole in the fabric of space and time okay. and it leads to another universe that is basically one big cancer cell that is attempting to bleed into our universe and mm. expand. Um so a universe oh, that has metastasized. A hole in the fabric of space and time. Uh Thanos, <laughs> Star-Lord and Nova go and they join forces essentially to go to um, punch it. Uh to close it. 
to um, go punch cancer. Richard uh, Ryder sacrifices himself and stays behind in the Cancerverse to get Star Lord and Star Lord out of there. Thanos just happened to leave, um, and so he is actually technically dead. Oh, currently? Currently. In current continuity, he's not alive. There are some hints, um, especially from Bendis, that says, who says he's dead kind of stuff. Mm, uh, but in general, Bendis. current continuity. Because there's been at least two other Novas since then. One was mm-hmm. uh, Richard Ryder's brother, younger brother, I think. And uh, the other one would be Sam. I forget his last Mendes, name. Mendes, I think. Is it Mendes? It might be Mendes. He's, it's, he's it, current. He's he the current he, Nova. He was also on Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. Okay. So anyway, yeah. that he is on, sort he's of... He's on Ultimate Spider-Man as well, the yeah. cartoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's that was same. sort of the short version of the <laughs> of the history. Oh, God. That's the short version? Yeah. <laughs> you, I really highly suggest uh, you read those events, but we're going to come back to that sex. So the next thing would be uh, powers and abilities. Yeah, yeah. what does he do? Uh, he flies. He shoots laser beams. He has super speed and super stamina, accuracy. Oh, the accuracy thing is really cool because he uses the world mind in his helmet to become like he tells them what he's aiming at and it will do all the calculations for him oh, nice. so he can be within like millimeters of an accuracy oh, that's pretty cool um so if he needs to like use gravity or shoot around or over something he'll be like i need to get over there and it'll be all the calculations will be downloaded directly to him ah um that's pretty rad other than that basic energy generation and it's all the suit and the helmet so it's not him specifically okay um yeah, so that is Nova in a nutshell. Nice. There's a lot in that nutshell. Like, I'm, I'm just gonna say, like, it's, it's like nut. a like a TARDIS in the nutshell. <laughs> it's been that <laughs> nutshell is bigger on the inside. Um, no, that's cool though, because I didn't know. I always, I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I wasn't super familiar with it. I just thought it was like, oh, they're you know the space co- space corps, space cops, and that's it. Um, and then it's like, oh, he's the, the cool one or something yeah. like that. But they're, they're clearly like he's had a huge role in a lot of shaping events. Like I said, in the cosmic Marvel universe, like you can't you can't deduct him from the equation. He is like a major pillar in that. Mm-hmm. Um, he also pals around with the Avengers. He was in Civil War, all that other stuff. So he's definitely well known on Earth as well. Earth is his home. So he does his best to kind of jump back and forth. But he is one of those characters where his his uh theater is going to be space almost always space theater. so as, as far as like reading more yes. watching more mm-hmm. of them or anything like that like to get more familiar with nova right. like uh, do you have any recommendations or is it just kind of yes. like okay like um, what do you what do you say so Tell basically what you can do is uh first things first if you want to read the original stuff it's called the man uh the man called nova if you want to read the super early stuff um other than that it's not essential reading until in my opinion you get to annihilation um, Annihilation, so the order is uh, Annihilation, Annihilation Conquest, which is sort of the second half of Annihilation. Uh, then there is Secret Invasion. You don't have to read what's going on on Earth in Secret Invasion. You can read the Cosmic Marvel and it will be totally fine. The War of Kings and the Realm of Kings are the aftermath of that stuff. So if you really like the universe and how it's built at that point and you want to continue reading Nova, um, War of Kings and Realm of Kings, in my opinion, is optional. Um, Thanos Imperative is a newer event uh, that came out when when Thanos was sort of up and coming in the in the Marvel MCU. Um, I do highly be- recommend you read it, but it's basically just um, story of the week stuff until you get to the very end where Richard Rider is no longer part of the universe. Um, so th- that's my recommendation. Definitely Annihilation. Definitely Annihilation Conquest. Um, War of Kings and Realm of Kings are optional. Thanos Imperative if you want something newer. 
Uh, and as Ryan and Ian mentioned, he's also on the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon, or at least the uh, the, the Sam the Sam version, version is. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, some, I think he's also in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, mm-hmm. which is still like my favorite Marvel cartoon of all time. Mm-hmm. There you go. Agreed. Cool. Nice. Sweet. Alan, great job. Good job. I like the new format. I like this. Um, so yeah, well, that's uh, going to wrap us up for a character compendium. And now we move into the final section of our show, uh, Back Matter, which is where we talk about uh, general comic book news, stuff that's going on in our lives, stuff that we've we've watched or seen that's comic book related, uh, like, like TV shows and, and movies and stuff, but also just kind of general comic book news and things like that. It's kind of our kind of catch-all section, our soapbox section, kind of like the end of every comic book where they have the letters and kind of some stuff to talk about. So... Um, we have quite a, quite a full load here for Back Matter tonight. It's um, been a little while. So let's start with that. Where have we been? What have we done? What, is, what has happened during while we've been gone? Um, I'll mention something we've all done. Uh, all yes. of us, except for, well, Alan has done this already. But uh, the three, uh, Alan is, is our dungeon master. And, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Chewie and, and Ryan and I have, have, have played some Dungeons & Dragons. Is my, is, is, was that your first time or you played before? I played when I was a kid. I've never and played before. Parents 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 out and I got in trouble. We started a, we basically started a podcast that, uh, a podcast D&D run that includes uh, my wife, Jenna, and... It's not uh, actually a podcast, just to be clear. Well, yeah. you know, not yet. No. Uh, <laughs> we haven't yet recorded any. Don't, no. don't write checks you can't cash. And, uh, and, and, um... Emily, who's Ryan's sister, so we got we got some female presence in there, yeah. which is nice to have. Uh, I've been running a different group for the approximately three to four months now, and I was feeling confident enough to get these guys in on it. And uh, everybody made their own characters, uh, rolled their own backstories, um, and uh, it's it's been sort of fun getting everybody acclimated to it. And uh, I think you I think you guys have been doing really well. It's fun. I heard about really something like at work. Somebody told me there's a soup. Were you, you and Ian were telling me there's a superhero ish uh, version yeah. of D and D. Well, there's, I mean, there there's tabletop games all over. I, I also really want to play. What's the one Katana. Was it called like the Katanas and leather, like the matrix one? Oh where yeah. It's like Katanas and leather, like leather and boots and Katanas or uh, something like that. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or we Ian, can just go all out and play vampires. The mask. Oh, Oh God, no! <laughs> Ian, you know there's a Star Wars RPG. Oh, I don't doubt it. That'd be great. <laughs> um, um, anyway, can be a smuggler. Ian. But but no, but it's been a lot of fun, and I I love I liked I, I think Chewie and I have gone uh, gone nuts for it. Yeah, I also like it. My brain is I, no longer in my. If you head. don't mind cursing, we talk about it for a good forty five minutes on uh, a stuff and things or other podcast. If you don't mind the blue collar language, we'll I uh, more in depth. blue collar. No, it's just called blue language. <laughs> blue language. Now, I'm a hardworking man who likes to curse. You aren't. <laughs> I'm not a white collar employee. <laughs> yes, you are. All right, yeah. that's true. We're all. We're, I would say you guys we're all are white collar. I might still be sort of blue. You're like light I'm, blue. I'm like light blue. Yeah. Wow. My shirt has a boombox on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what else has been going on though? Um. Yeah, I played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I lost some weight. Yes, you did. Good for you. I watched. I got sick. Uh-huh. And I, I use that to watch. Uh, That's not how I lost. <laughs> it's not the only. Thing. Um, I, I watched some TV stuff. I watched Westworld. Thumbs up. Recommend it. That's going to be my piece on on that. Um, I, I enjoyed Westworld as well. I watched the show The Exorcist, um, okay. the first season, and I was pretty pleased with that as well. Again, I'd recommend it. And um, I also. Um, I, I I did something. I doubled back, and I was like, oh, well, you know what? I got nothing else to watch." So I'm, I don't believe that. Uh, well, okay, let me <laughs> let me rephrase that. I said uh, in in my Nyquil 
like addled mind. <laughs> I was go. like, you know what? All right, I'll 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 start over with Gotham again. So I I watched Gotham. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, about like three episodes in, it just became like it was the background, and yeah. I was just doing other stuff. And at some point, I'd be like, "Wait, what? Oh, this is like episode twelve or something." I don't <laughs> even know what's happened in the past three episodes ah. at all. Um, so I decided, okay, let's try to give it a fair shot. So I watched, I've watched like the first like six episodes like in earnest, like watching them, uh-huh. and um, yeah, I it's. It's still a little tough, dude. It's it's <laughs> tough. I mean, like, it's frustrating because I see some of the clay they're working with, and I'm like, there's there's some they they got some good potential here. Are I you seeing s- some faces in the clay? Oh, Batman. Wow. Like a what are you like a nineteen sixty six Batman? Really? Yeah. Oh, look, it's it's the flirtster. Ooh, Batman! Batman. Get him, boys. <laughs> so wasn't that just Catwoman? No, I um, no. This is a man. So yeah, it was, it, it was oh, okay. a little hard to get through some of it, but I, uh, the, there's like one episode where I was like, that was like a really solid episode. Um, and I was like, why didn't they just do that? Like the whole time. So I'm, I'm still, I'm, I'm going to try to see it through. I'm going to make a commitment that I'm going to try to see it through and really give it an honest chance and I'll be reporting back. But I started that, I started that journey, uh, as well. And, and that's what I've been up to mostly. Nice. Ryan, what about you? Uh, I tried to, or I did, I started a, a science fiction book club to read the, uh, Neil Stevenson book, Cryptonomicon. Oh, is there pictures uh, in that? Uh, no. Just well, words? actually, there are diagrams. Ooh, yeah. diagrams. Close enough. Occasionally when <laughs> it explains. It's a comic now. <laughs> you know, when it explains, um, you know, modular arithmetic. Uh, it's a book about... Nerd! It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a book that takes place in like a fictional 1999 as well as a fictional version of World War II. Is this the kind that the 1999 that Prince talked about where we're partying all yeah, night long? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. No, it's not. Uh, but it's it's about sort of like... Alan Turing and and breaking codes and it's it's cool. It was my my plan was to read it in January, but I was that was too ambitious because it's about a thousand pages. Oof. So I'm halfway I'm halfway done. Uh, but I've been posting recaps on my blog. That's cool. At prestigeformat.com. If you guys want to get into it, Neat. Uh, there's only 500 pages left. So Woo! you I'll can probably do finish it. it by the end of this month, <laughs> hopefully. So Alan, I have a qu- I have a I have something. A question for you, eh. and then followed by, I need you to tell me what you've done. Um, so we got an email, Alan, for you after the last episode uh, that I, huh? I'm going to spoil it. I informed you about, oh. um, and uh, it is uh, regarding a, a thing that you said that no one would want you to draw anything for them. I did say that. So we received an email from uh, our good friend Sean 10K, as he, 10K beers as he goes uh, by on Twitter. One of our one of our two loyal fans. Um, it says, Alan, draw me a dot, dot, dot. And he said, Alan said he would draw me anything. He expected two people to respond. Did I beat T-shaped visor? Which T-shaped <laughs> never responds. So yes, I guess did. so. Um, he said, I would love him to draw me a Viking warrior. They're, they are my favorite sports team. And I bet Alan will do great with the helmet and armor. Well, is there anything you'd like to say to 10K? What, what have you, did you, did you complete said task? Uh, guess what? 
I freaking did. Yep. And I I'm did. going to be replying right now to this email with Ooh, the two images. You're listening to uh, an email being sent to you right, right now. now. So you have the audio to back it up. Uh, yeah, so I uh, I decided I would just, you know, try it out, see what I could do. Uh, if you don't like it, too bad, it's free. And uh, I sent you two versions. Uh, one is uh, autographed by us, uh, straight onto the image itself. D- digitally autographed. Well, you know, it's with my Apple Pencil. And not, we'll, 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 right, we'll use, we'll use DocuSign. And so, so, it's and right. so all of our <laughs> listeners can see when this episode goes live, we'll post a, a photo of it on Instagram. We'll post It'll it go on, on my Instagram to, to yeah. further my need for adoration. And uh, and you'll get another one that's just blank, uh, so you can do whatever that uh, do whatever you want with that. Uh, credit the artist if you could, but whatever you want, don't care. It's all yours. Cool. And I, I liked your Viking, by the way. Thank I, you. I really, really, really enjoyed your Viking. Ah, see, Chewie liked it. It's the best Viking I've ever seen you draw. <laughs> yeah, all one of them. Uh, that being said, you know what, you guys, it's still open. Go for it. Shoot me whatever Ask you want Alan me to draw. To draw you a thing. Ask me to draw a thing. I did it. I can do it again. That should be like if we ever get a. I didn't a, even cheap out. There's color on that. Yeah, thing. no, oh. it's like full, like just well, just like the Vikings sports. Oh uh, yeah, I hope I hope so it's my, good. My email says, "Hey, dude, Alan drew this for you. Don't tell anyone until Wednesday." Regards, the four color comrades. <laughs> and I, I put uh, I put the, that. Uh, you the can tell one people it's hashtag. No, but like, don't post it on anything because I want this to be a surprise. Hashtag okay. Alan drew a thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not checking that hashtag. Cool. So I'm going to go ahead and hit send right Just now. Just tag me. And send. And there we go. Fourcolorpodcast at gmail. That turned off um, on Cool. We all use Apple. So, Alan, good job. So. Great job. I'm I'm stoked. And uh, hopefully, uh, Sean, that you enjoy your Viking Warrior. It looks just like the sports team one. It's blonde and purple and stuff. Uh, uh, Alan, not being a sports fan, did ask me, hey, Ian, I don't know much about sports either. And I was like, what color are the Vikings? Like, I'm pretty sure it's yellow and purple. And the only reason I know that is because when I watched How I Met Your Mother, I'm pretty sure that's what Jason I'm pretty sure you guys both have Google. Yeah, I Googled. Yeah, I Googled a lot of Vikings okay. and a lot of Viking maps. <laughs> Guts. Cool. Well, that is what we've been up to. I mean, we, I mean, there's some other things we've been up to that we'll talk about during the break. Um, but uh, let's talk about some comic news. Uh, Ryan, you f- discovered something kind of interesting that's kind yeah. of crazy. That is, bump- it kind of bums me out, to be honest. Yeah, it, it read right as the right as the year yeah. changed. Um, the New York Times didn't announce, but rather people read between the lines when the New York Times announced the lists that they were going to continue updating for books to be New York bestsellers, and none of them are comics. So they, they're no longer traffic manga or graphic novels uh, on the New York Times bestseller list. And and they've I've, I've read a couple of articles. People have reached out to people over at the New York Times book lists uh, organization. And they said that a lot of, I mean, it, it, as it turns out from the research that I've done and mm. the articles I've read, basically, uh, like putting together the, the bestselling list is actually not like an easy task. Mm. It's it's very difficult because no, none of, you know, None of the booksellers just like published, oh, this is how many of each book we've sold. Mm. You know, it's, it's basically sort of up to the publishers to say like, hey, we shipped these many books. But just because they shipped them to the bookstore doesn't mean that those books they sold. And, sold, it, yeah. and it's kind of so it's so it's, it's I gather it's a lot of work to actually put those together. And and the New York Times book list, there were a lot of them. There were dozens of, of lists of bestsellers in yeah. a lot of different genres and in different areas and so they they cut a lot of them back and and the graphic novels ones were, were some of the ones that they cut oh. which is a bummer because it's kind of neat to to 
um, to, yeah. on the one hand to see like, hey, this is a New York Times bestselling book. On the other hand, there was this sense in comic books for a long time that like Batman and 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 Captain America and stuff like that's those are the comic books that everybody's buying. But yeah. really, the New York Times bestseller list showed that yeah, Batman sells well, but really, Smile sells way better than Batman. Yeah, yeah. You know, and 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 it really sort of revealed that there's a whole segment of comic books and a whole segment of comic readers that aren't being served by either of the big two that that are you know basically outselling them two to one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's kind of a bummer to lose that. Um, but the New York Times has said that they're going to work on like. reviewing those books interviews like having having graphic novels still be involved with the new york times best-selling lists just not they're not going to be tracking numbers i I think it's i I think it's important for the comics community i i I mean like okay yeah it's a bummer to not see let's say our medium right there along with everyone else's but you know it Whatever, it still exists. Mm-hmm. I, I think, though, for a lot of people with what you're saying about the perception of like what sells and what a comic book is, they would never know. I mean, prior to this show, I didn't know that there were comic books like Smile. Yeah. You know, I thought like, oh, maybe there was stuff that was like more like kid friendly, like Bone or whatever, but not stuff like Smile, not stuff like I Kill Giants, you know, yeah. th- things like that. But I, I think just in general, it does lend that credibility when they're like, oh, the New York Times bestsellers list includes a graphic novel bestseller. That must yeah. mean that there's something to it. And even if it happens to be a Batman book or a Spider-Man book or something or like Walking that, Dead Walking or, Dead, yeah. it's one of those things where they're like, oh, maybe there is something to that Batman book. I, I thought it was just like bang and pow and comics you know, are for kids. Comics yeah. are for kids. And it's like, no, like there, there's some there's some good stuff there so i i'm glad to hear that they want to keep reviewing it they want to keep doing stuff with it yeah with the it is kind of a bummer to lose the the list yeah. though i think if they find a, a more efficient process of doing that stuff you yeah know, it'll open. it'll make its way back in problem is print media is slowly dying yeah, yeah a little bit especially the news media um Another kind of bit of sad comic book news. Uh, a horror comic artist, uh, probably best well known for co-creating and drawing Swamp Thing, uh, Bernie Wrightson actually has retired. Uh, Chewie, you would like some Bernie Wrightson stuff. Mm. If you have taken a look, you would be like the, the target audience for for Bernie Wrightson. Uh, he had some neurological damage, I guess. They had some brain surgery, and unfortunately, it's permanent damage. And so they're just like, he's fine. He's still alive, yeah. and he's still he's cognizant, and he can still sign his name with his. But his left hand is pretty much gone he can't yeah, use left hand uh, anymore so uh but he is there are still he is still going to be signing stuff he's not gonna be able to do conventions anymore or things like that mm-hmm. but uh they are still doing prints and signing stuff but uh, yeah effectively immediately he is retired which yeah. is a bummer because that dude's really well known for a lot especially horror artwork stuff like creepy and, yeah. and things oh, like yeah. that house um, of secrets yep. house, house of mystery stuff that like chewy would just go yeah. oh, god nuts for he also um, co-created destiny yeah who eventually was used by Neil Gaiman as a member of the Endless. Oh, oh yeah. wow. So, uh, but yeah, uh, 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 unfortunate sad news a bit, but I mean, a, a huge career, like great, like, like I mean, huge contributions as far as art goes to, to the horror realm of comics and just comics in general. So, uh, great legacy there. Um, speaking of other news, a little more positive news, I read some information about, so for those of you who don't live in Southern California, you're going to be like, we live in Southern California. We live in Southern California. And that being said, we all have, at least I assume, Alan, unless you hate this too, have been to Disneyland at least once. (laughs) I love Disneyland. You shut your mouth. Okay, great. So that's one thing we both love that is, that is, that everyone loves. So, um, I heard some cheeseburgers. I heard. (laughs) 
<laughs> I heard some information. Uh, uh, the ta- for those of you who don't know, uh, in uh, Disneyland Sister Park, Disney California Adventure, uh, they had the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror. So the the you know like they have in in Florida, it's a hotel thing, spooky elevator ride. They've decided to close that and they're retheming it and actually redoing the entire ride. I thought it was just like a skin overlay thing. They are redoing the entire ride. It's still going to be a drop ride, but it's going to be very different. And it's themed after something we love, comic books. So it's Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. Uh, mm. And the general theme of the ride is that you are going into like the collector's private like uh, stash. stash or private museum. And he's actually kidnapped the Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. And he has them on display for everyone to look. Rocket Raccoon gets out and is like, you need to help me free my friends. And so he tries to free everybody, but accidentally frees every creature and thing in uh. the entire thing. So I was reading about it and somebody was saying, you know, like I expect it just to be kind of like Twilight Zone. Where, you know, you go in the thing and it's the same exact ride. And they saw a side by side blueprint saying they're not at the exact same. There are three different experiences when you get in oh, there. Cool. And unlike Twilight Zone, where it's like there's a lot of mystery and buildup, the second you get in that elevator, it's chaos. Oh, like, nice. it is not going to be like, oh man, we got to go all the way up here. It's like, here we go. And the ride begins. Yeah, but it's still oh, it's a big cool. drop at the end where they maybe. Just- it's different every. There's multiple, three different, maybe. three different rides, ride, ride versions. And they had talked about, oh, do the windows still open up? They go sometimes, sometimes they don't. Sometimes you're just in a, I'd and like, there's a lot more to it. It's, there's a lot more visual effects from what I understand. There's, a, but it's going to be kind of, it's going to be a different experience. So if people were just like, oh great, they're slapping Guardians of the Galaxy I'd on like, it. It's something different and unique. I'd huh. like to see. I don't know how possible it is, or if the blueprints show it or whatever. I'd like to see some sort of like lateral action. I think Ooh, that'd be awesome. Like if they did a thing where it was like you're going up and down, and you're like, oh, okay, here comes the drop, and instead it just slides you to the side real quick. Oh, I'd man. be like, oh man, that'd be I, awesome. I mean, they could. I mean, it depends on how many. I mean, I know they have like three I don't know, different things in there, but I don't know how it if they if yeah. they do something. It'd be like cool. That. I don't could. know. I know that the one in Florida, the Twilight Zone one, actually pushes you forward at a certain point. You go uh, through like yes. this like hallway of Twilight Zone stuff, but I don't know. Because I'm Chewie and I are big Twilight Zone fans, um, and I really love that ride. But you know, I'm kind of excited to see something new. It's it's neat, especially you know. I'm hoping this leads to more Marvel in the parks, at least in at least in 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 California. Because from what I understand, Marvel and Universal is not going anywhere. Like they're sticking with yeah, it. Yeah, so Disney can't put Marvel stuff in. in yeah. Uh, in, in, in Disney in, World, in Disney in World. no, only in contracts. Yep, and I, I figured, oh, well, when Nintendo comes around, they're going to move that. Apparently, there's this kids section in the Universal Studios Park uh-huh. proper that has a huge plot of land behind it. And they're like, yep, nice. that is where that's where Nintendo's going to go. So we'll see. So, um, so buried the lead there. They're putting Nintendo World in yeah. theme parks. Yeah, they are. They put, yeah, that's remarkable. Yeah, that's I mean, it's cool. not Sonic specifically, but considering we're Disney all wanted their hands here. on that yeah. way back Alan, when. You, you also are a nerd. Yeah, I enjoy those. I things. played a lot of video games during the break. I played a lot of Twilight Princess. I'm almost done with it. Nice, good. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Um, so uh, let's talk about TV and movie news. Um, has anybody? So Chu, you mentioned you watched Gotham. Yeah. During the break. Uh, did anybody else watch any shows during the break? Oh, I watched a series of unfortunate events on Netflix. As did I. <laughs> I watched it in a weekend with my kids. I enjoyed the heck out of that. Oh, man, it's great. <laughs> it's structured less like a series and more like a, a, a several movies. Yeah, kind it's, of. It's eight episodes, but it's really four two-parters. Yeah. Um, and they each go through one of the books. So really, the first three episodes cover a lot of similar ground as the movie, um, but I really think the, the Netflix show does it better. The 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 addition of Lemony Snicket 
as or being Patrick played Warburton. by Patrick oh. Warburton, and just like all of the the jokes and the snide asides and and the stuff like that, it's just super good. Yeah, I really really like that show. My five and eight year old kids also really liked it. It's great because uh, it's dark, yeah. but it's also very very kid friendly. Yeah, like it's, it's 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 snarky and and it's not. It doesn't treat like oh we have to be careful. Yeah, it doesn't treat kids like it treats kids kind of the way they want to be treated, kind of like adults. Like hey, you can hey this is dark, but you can handle it. Like yeah. you'll be all right. It's a lot of fun. I really I recommend like it. it. It's a little silly. It's sometimes you can tell as a, as a single as a single adult, it is. It's a little silly sometimes where you're like, okay, this is definitely the kids' part. But it 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 you it, it goes away real fast. It's yeah. really really good. Well, and speaking of Netflix, I finished the first season of Ultron, but then the second season came out. Uh, Alan, did you watch? I did. Basically, um, I I saw on Instagram because I follow one of the creators on Instagram that it was coming out the next day. And I was like, Voltron season two is coming out tomorrow. <laughs> and uh, legit, I think I, I think we streamed it in one day. Nice. Wow. It, nice. That show, it's just the production value, the writing, the voice acting, everything about that show is what an action cartoon should be. It's true. It doesn't take itself seriously, but it takes all of its writing seriously. Oh, it, it's, it's so, so brilliant. Good. It's funny too. I haven't watched Reese it yet. Darby is great. In Reese it. Darby is fantastic. Steven in it. Yoon is on that show. Yep. Um, it's yeah. it's quite, Every, quite all good. the voice acting in it is superb. It take like I said, it doesn't take itself seriously. There's a lot of self aware comedy, but uh, at the same time, it get, all the characters have growth. Yeah. Everybody's included. Everybody. It, it, there's no archa like there's no archetypes that stick too closely to it. Um, strong female characters. Um, the Oh man, I don't want to spoil it. Okay, don't never spoil mind. it, please. Okay, there's right. something the plot, really plot cool. Happens. There's something really cool about the bad guy. That's all, all I gotta right. say. All right. Um, so I've made a little bit of a resolution this year, and it's kind of silly one, but for the show, um, to watch when new comic book themed shows come out, I want to watch at least one episode of it. So I went ahead and did that with two shows that I know just came out during kind of during the break and right kind of the tail end here. Um, so I watched, uh, two shows. One I was surprisingly super jazzed about and the other one was, that was okay. I'll start with the okay one. So I watched, uh, the pilot for powerless, the, uh, kind of NBC office type comedy set in the DC universe. Um, what I will say is this, it's not incredible. It's like, it's very, very easy to latch on to if you know even a little bit about about the com- about comic books, especially the DC universe. Like Superman's name gets mentioned in the first episode. Uh, it's about uh, Van- Vanessa. What's her name? Vanessa. Uh, I can't remember her name. The girl who was in um, she was in High School Musical back in the day. Okay. Um, she basically is she is working for a division of Wayne Enterprises that does like basically makes things. Uh, for civilians living in a world with superheroes to make them safer. So, uh, and she gets hired on and uh, Alan Tiddick's in the show. He plays, uh, he plays like a, I guess Bruce Wayne's like, like cousin Van Wayne. He's kind of a, kind of a, a, a goofball, um, kind of an idiot and kind Did of hates. Say Van? That's what they said. Van Wayne. Is he a Van wizard? No, <laughs> he's not a Van wizard. <laughs> um, I mean, and, and you know, she kind of like, basically they find out, oh, their, their sister, their, 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 you know, entire thing's going to be shut down unless they come up with a cool new invention and there's some funny people in it like um danny pooty's in it for the dude from oh, um okay. from community. Uh, community ron funches is in it who's a who's a comedian who's oh, really man, funny great. um it's a really cute show i think it, it's and i don't mean this in a negative way because i'm not a big fan of the show i'm about to mention 
it does it kind of what the Big Bang Theory did for nerds, but for superheroes, for for like, because I mean, they mentioned Batman, they mentioned so the it Joker, just insults them constantly. No, <laughs> not quite. It, but but it's very it's very accessible. It's what I'm saying. Like it's I very very you. accessible. Like my mom could watch, my grandma could watch it and enjoy it. Um, but they they end up uh, they, not to spoil the first episode too much, but they end up inventing this thing that allows them to. Um, basically sense when a supervillain is near and alert you based on their the specific smell profile of a, of a, of a supervillain. It's kind of silly. But at the very end of the episode, they're like, and Batman tracked down the Joker using this new technology that he made. This, that, and they're all like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool to work for ba- like for, work for, for, for Batman? How neat would that be? And it's like, they all work. That's the silly. Stu- yeah, I know. It's, it's that sort of humor. It's cute. I, I would say I, I wasn't like overtly jazzed about it, but like if it was on, like I if I'm like out of stuff to watch, I'd watch another episode or two. It's cute. Um, I think it's cool to kind of hear those names being thrown around on like an NBC primetime comedy thing. So kind of like that, the, that's uh, true. That's pretty cool. So it, it's cool. I, I, I would say like you know what? It's really cute. I would say that it's it's. Um, I wouldn't say though it's incredible though. Now the other show that I was very surprised at that I watched the first episode of, I watched CW's Riverdale. Oh, yeah, boy. I know T-Shaped was asking about that. T-Shaped Visor was asking us about Riverdale, but I haven't watched it. I got to say, I was sucked in. I was, yeah. I liked it a lot. How does, <laughs> really? I've heard, Did you watch it? No. It's, okay. I heard a lot of people so, use the phrase or like whatever, like Archie meets Twin Peaks or Twin Peaks-esque. How, you know me, I'm a Twin Peaks guy. How does that hold up? It starts off with a murder. There's a murder mystery. Okay. Starts off with a murder mystery. We'll start there. Okay. Um, and I won't go too much into who and Jughead what and what. Murdered a burger. No, but but, there, <laughs> but it goes it goes deep into Archie continuity. Betty's best friend is Kevin, the gay character. Okay. There is not only Jug Cheryl Blossom is in the show. Um, they go very very deep into Archie continuity as far as like it's not just like oh it's Archie and Jughead and this it's there's a lot more to it. Um and. It's definitely not kid friendly. I'm going to tell you that right now. It yeah. is not happy go lucky. We're in the 50s, Archie. Like, spoiler alert, Archie has an affair with a teacher <laughs> in the first episode. I'm up. already out. But like but like but it but it, it it's very like teen drama meets murder mystery, um, and that kind of plays into the whole murder thing and like what's going on. I was kind of I was re- for some reason it really sucked me in and I was really interested in it. I don't know why. Maybe it's the fact that I'm a sucker for murder mysteries. That's probably. But there's a couple yeah. moments in that show I was like, dang, Archie, all right, man, like like, like go for it, all right, dude. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what it is, but, but the best way I could describe it, and I kind of described it to Chewy was it's, if you like the show Twin Peaks and you really like the teenager portions of that show, okay. you'll really like it. Like if you're a, honestly, if you're a 16, 17, 18 year old kid, you, and, and you're kind of interested, I would say you'd probably like Archie or, or like Riverdale. It, it, it's kind of modernized a little bit Archie. So like Jughead's writing like a, like a, a zone, like his own novel and, and stuff. Um, okay. But Is like about him and Archie, him and Archie aren't aren't best buddies. There's some there's some conflict there. Like they how used about, to be. How about my my most important ship? Jughead and cheeseburgers. Uh, he is. There is a diner. Yeah. I haven't seen him eating a cheeseburger yet. 
But I'm assuming that that will happen at some point. Better Honestly, have by the though, end of the season, man. At the end of watching it, <laughs> the, the, the whole season builds up at, to at, that. At the end of watching it, I was actually interested to watch another episode. I was kind of like, "All right, let's see where this goes," I, which I didn't expect to be. I went into All it right. very open-minded, but like, I'm not probably going to like this. And I watched it, and I went, "You know what? I'm kind of interested. I might watch another episode. Like, I, huh. I want to kind of find out what happens." So. I really dug the just the just the the fact that they're using the Archie continuity. They're not, um, as far as like the characters and stuff, they're not like pulling punches or like taking people out. Like there's more obscure, like the more obscure characters like that are in there. Like I didn't expect to see Cheryl Blossom in there, the redhead yeah, girl, random. and she's pretty awful on this. Um, I mean, she's just a, a bad person. Um, Tumblr's already jumped all over this, and there's like has. gift sets. Oh, of course, and, like. Did. Um, There's I, I like just, two episodes I think out it's now. A CW it's show. already. It's, it's, yeah. I, I would I would say honestly, Ryan, I don't think you would like it. Chewy, I would say you should watch one episode. <laughs> yeah, I feel. I like think it's be, too sexy for you, right? Betty like and Veronica kiss. The two shows <laughs> no aliens. That you Are there any aliens? In yeah, I'd probably That's be more likely point. to watch uh, Riverdale. It was uh, it was actually kind of intriguing. I don't I won't say it's it's like incredible, but I was really intrigued that I liked it a lot a lot. Um, so that means next week I'm going to have to talk about Legion. So <laughs> that's that's nice. the next. Next one, but yeah. Let me know I'm, if uh, let me know if Archie and that burger, if he ever. Oh, you mean yeah. Jughead? If the they burger? ever hook Jug- up? Yeah, Jughead. If yeah. he ever consumed. There was the honestly, there. I I just like and and moments like that. The fact that like Archie and Jughead aren't like close buddies. Like they had a fallout. Like I like that. There's like they're kind of subverting. Like the hey, you know that thing you thought you knew about Archie? Yeah, not quite. Like it's kind of one thing that everybody knows about Archie. We got rid of that. And it's not got rid of it. It's I'm just, just like. Kidding. Take it from somebody who had a best friend who had a fall and had a falling out and they've become friends again. Like. I hit close to home for for Ole in here. Um, so anyway, um, yeah. So I guess next week I'll tell you what Legion was like, and if there's any nice. other shows I'm forgetting about, I'm, I'm specifically sticking to new shows too. So if there's something that's like, oh well, it's the return of Arrow. Like, well, like I'm probably not going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about specifically brand new comic book shows. Right. So anyway, uh, that's I've Speaking been yabbering on for too long. New shows that yeah. are coming out. Chewy. Well, it's less of a new show um, and more of a kind of a resurrection. Um, I was stoked to see that um, Constantine is actually coming back. Um, so I, I think I mentioned before I didn't watch it like when it first came out, but then eventually I got around to watching it. I, I was stoked on the show. I thought, yeah, first episode was a little, little weak, you know, second one, whatever. But I, I've given much weaker shows much longer to try to prove themselves to me and, and like Gotham and also including shows that I did really enjoy like Twin Peaks I wasn't sold after the first two episodes and that is over two hours of content oh. already you know what I mean so I stuck with that I ended up liking it and that's kind of what I did with uh, Constantine after the first like episode or so um, and I really enjoyed it so it was a bummer to hear that it got canceled and yeah you know he kind of appears in like Arrow and you know here and there and stuff which is cool um, but um, they yeah they, they pulled the plug on it the um, so Constantine is actually coming back as an animated series. Oh, animated, oh, really? really? Yep, animated series, different networks, so it's not going to be on, uh, I think it was on NBC before. Um, now it's going to be on um, actually a subdivision of CW. Um, it's oh, something called CW Seed. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's their like online. It's their like yeah. online, like, uh, you know, whatever you call it, like partner company or whatever. So it's, it's 
kind of weird. I was looking into it. It's not quite just like, oh, our online portal, because they still have like CW online. Well, they but, did like Vixen and stuff, too. Yeah, That's another show that exactly. Like, there, right? like Vixen is on there. They actually have non-cop book related, but like every single whose line is it anyway. You can watch it on the CW app. Yeah. Actually, I saw that when oh, I was nice. watching Riverdale. In- including the British stuff you know yeah um there's a navy seal there's an app clicks um (laughs) there's an app for the cw seed also Mm um i i didn't put in any sort of login info i just searched like constantine and i just started rewatching the first episode of the first season of constantine they have vixen on there um They've got lots of stuff. So I'd say check that out. I don't see a date or anything like that in terms of when the animated Constantine will be coming out. But I, I'm really stoked on that. Um, and and I think that gives that that's going to give it a lot of um, a, a lot of ability and flexibility to do. Oh, some yeah. Stuff Especially the animators. You yeah. can do so much more with effects that you can't do. Exactly. In real life. Um, but it's going to be, um, same voice cast, same dudes playing. Yeah. Same dude, same dude's going to be there. Um, Matt Ryan, not the quarterback for the Atlanta Falcons, but the, uh, I think he's Scottish. Um, so, um, it's going to be, uh, executive produced by David S. Goyer, uh, Greg uh, Berlanti, who we know as, uh, the, you know, like, behind arrow and flash and all that stuff the kind of the cw universe of it and stuff so um yeah so it, it's it's pretty cool and and then the um they haven't mentioned if the showrunner from the live action will go into the uh animated but i'm pretty stoked on that i i, I don't know again i really like it and kind of sticking on that animated stuff um I, this is really cool. I thought of because it's a way to get animated comic book related stuff kind of to you. So um, there's this service called Tubi uh, TV, T U B I, and then TV. Um, it's like completely free, and Marvel just added like a bunch of like animated films oh, cool. to nice. there. So they have like Planet Hulk. Um, they I watched have, that one. Um, Another one here, like one of the uh, the Avengers ones, I think, or was it Earth's Mightiest Heroes, maybe? That's the show. I'm not sure which one. I have a list here. Oh, okay. They got Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate Avengers 2, yep. Planet Hulk, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, yep. Invincible Iron Man, Thor, Tales of Asgard. I watched a few of these. These are Some of them are pretty good. All of those are available on tubitv.com, uh, 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 completely free. You can create an account if you want to like, build a profile or whatever. Or you just say watch as a guest and like they just got a ton of cool stuff there. Some of it's not available on Netflix. Nice. And just like it, it's free. The, the one catch to it is it is f- ad funded. So you get ads, but you get to watch all those Marvel animated films free. Cool. You know, and like so I don't know. I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I'd say check that out if you want to catch up on some of those animated uh, yeah, that is right. things. Um, I know Chewy, you had this here, but I also want to talk about it. It uh, looks like CW's ordered another show pilot, uh, for another DC character. Oh yeah. They got, um, they're doing black lightning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's been confirmed. Um, so we'll have kind of a leading African American leading show in yeah. the CW, for, yeah. uh, universe. Is that, does that make four CW live action? No, five CW five, live action, yeah. uh, DC or DC shows. That's, yeah. Wow, that's, that's a lot. Yeah. That's, 
That's well, a, that's, I mean, it's Warner Brothers, so... Well, yeah, but I, I mean, like, that's more than Marvel has. That's will, more than Marvel has. I will say this. What Marvel is yeah, doing but, in, tele, in, in, in cinema is what... Uh, in cinema, in movies, uh, is what DC is doing on their television. Yeah, on I think that's TV. the difference. Like, yeah. see, like, for those of you who have been a little bummed out by the DC movies, like... I, I swear, watch, get through some of Arrow and get, th- but like, fl- like Flash is, Flash is super good. Like Flash is really where it starts coming together. I keep um, hearing really good things about Supergirl. Yeah. I've heard great things. I've heard Legends things about Legends of Tomorrow, Legends of Tomorrow as well. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, so yeah. Um, ben Affleck went off of directing yeah. the Batman film, but I like the philosophy. The main statement he said was like, Hey. I need to be able to like Batman. You got to take it seriously. I I can try to do him the best I can in performance, or I could try to direct him the best that I can. But it's hard uh, for gotcha. me to do both. Yeah. And and I like so that philosophy. And, and very, I think after Batman versus Superman, <laughs> directing in the outfit. <laughs> I think after Batman versus Superman, he like really is passionate. Like I want to make a really good Batman movie because I don't mm. think he was stoked about the way the movie turned out. Either. Mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like it. Um, yeah. cool. Uh, so. Let me see here. Uh, so, Ryan, there's another movie. That you yeah, I was going to say, speaking of Batman. Yeah, speaking of Batman. Oh, I was just going to say, Lego Batman comes out this weekend. Oh, yeah. yeah. My, I promised my son. He extracted a promise from me. <laughs> yeah, so great. Dad promised you will take us all to go see that movie, the Batman Lego movie. And you, can't just look, and you can't just look at him and go, no. He just I can't promise that. He son. goes into the trailers app on the Apple TV and just watches all of the Batman Lego trailers, just Aww. one right after the other. He's so excited about There's it. There's a really cute little like Gotham Cribs short that was pretty oh, neat where yeah, it's like yeah. Batman and Bruce Wayne kept like he kept switching back and forth. I mean, the thing is pretty cute. He's yeah, he's pretty stoked. I, I'm excited to see that. That and John Wick too. That, it's going to be a oh, good yeah, weekend of the movies for, for Ian. Uh, I also saw Kubo and the Two Strings. How was that? Uh, it's great. Alan, have you seen it? Not yet. You should. I heard it was really, really good. Uh, it, it was. It was. Like so, it's it's claymation. It's from studio, right. from Leica. Yeah. Uh, we watched it, and then in the credits, they show like the kind of the making of where they have this one. They made a a a puppet that they use for one of the scenes, and it's fourteen actual human feet tall. Wow. And my wife's like, "Why did they show that puppet?" And I was like, "Oh, because that was that scene." She's like, "Well, did they just they did the rest of it in computer and just the puppet?" I'm like, "No, none of the movie was computer." And she's all, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> What do you uh, mean? Yeah, so it's it's really good. The story's really good. Uh, voice acting's excellent. Uh, man, it's it's one of the best animated movies I've seen. I really really liked it. Everybody uh, I've, it I've heard. Worth, yeah, it's absolutely yeah. worth seeing. It's super super good. Did you? I mean, this I haven't been following where it's at. Is it currently in theaters? Or nah, is it? it's it's out on home video now. Okay. Yeah, cool. it's it's not on Netflix or anything, but okay. it is out. It was in theaters over the summer. It didn't it. Didn't have a lot of promotion budget. No. It's a no. relatively small studio. Yeah. Um, okay. Whew. So a big sporting event happened yeah. uh, this last weekend. The big game. And while there are a lot of stuff, there's a lot of stuff there. There's a lot of trailers that got released. So yeah. let's can shotgun we, these trailers. Yeah. Can we lightning round? <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's lightning round, round these trailers. Uh, so let's start with um, some of the stuff that. How about this? Can I propose a format? Yes. Sure. Right. This is our first time doing this. Yeah. Uh, how about name the thing. And then we'll do order, and then we just each get like a brief yes because. And okay. That's it. Like if we liked it or yes. not. Yes, okay. because one right. sentence. Can we end on the on the one that was <laughs> that, that as a comic book podcast we were probably the number one most excited about? 
which is a certain sequel that's sure. coming out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Whatever order you want to do this in, you Great. get to drive the bus. All right, I will. I'll, I'll start with something that Ryan's passionate about: Transformers, new Transformers movie. Except Ryan doesn't like these Transformers movies. So, but let, let, any any thoughts or opinions on it? Alan, go. Uh, uh, yes, sort of. I enjoy the fact that the Transformers are big actiony movies, but not for any of the actual content. Chewy. Uh, looks kind of cool. It doesn't look as like, hey, oh man, Transformers, Michael Bay. I mean, it still looked like Michael Bay, but uh, overall, uh, looks cool visually. But I, I'm not necessarily stoked on it, other than the fact that it's the last one that he's touching. Uh, my response: Oh boy, another one, Ryan. <laughs> Guys, it's a Transformer, and I'm King Arthur. <laughs> All nice. right, moving on. Uh, 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 something that Ryan and I will have to really. Co- Push down. Uh, Fast 8, Fate of the Furious. Um, go ahead. Alan, go. Don't care. Chewie, go. <laughs> looks fast. Looks furious. Looks kind of cool. Okay. Ian, taking Ryan on a mandate to see this movie because we love these movies. Listen to Super Action Bros. <laughs> I can't wait to go on the mandate with Ian to see that movie. <laughs> All right. Moving forward. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Men Tell No Tales. Alan. Uh, surprisingly really hyped about this movie. Here we go. Didn't hear any of the audio because I was too busy drinking beer and eating wings. Uh, however, it looked better than the initial trailer that I saw. Uh, so for Ian, uh, I'm going to say, you don't have to say your name. I do. It's more fun. Can somebody say my name each time? It's fun. Um, okay. Uh, by the way, song was Johnny cash. So just so you know, um, so I, I, yeah, it looks pretty action packed and pretty crazy. I'm surprised because I'm not like crazy about the pirates movies anymore, but you know what? I'm kind of intrigued to see it. I kind of want to check it out. Ryan, go. Ryan, go. Uh, Ryan. Johnny Depp's in this one? Yes, he is. Oh. All right. Uh, moving forward. Uh, Samurai Jack. Not a, not a Super Bowl trailer, but a trailer that came out today uh, as, as we're recording this. Alan, go. The hype cannot be more real. I am so, so, so excited. Yes. Chewy, go. Contrary to Flavor Flav's uh, instructions, believe the hype. <laughs> oh, my God. I need, to go. watch, I need to watch all of, of the other previous yes. seasons again. But... Samurai Jack with a rotating machine gun. Holy crap. Ryan. He actually quotes the theme song in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next, uh, speaking of, of, of Japan and uh, anime stuff, Ghost in the Shell trailer during, uh, during the Super Bowl. Uh, Alan, go. Uh, looks like a really good adaptation of the animated film. I do have to go back and watch it, though. The race casting is still an issue. Should okay. we go? Never watched the original thing. Uh, don't care about the race casting thing. Uh, looks really, really cool, and I kind of want to see it. Uh, I want to che- check it out because what the heck is under Scarlett Johansson's face? Right. <laughs> uh, it looks like really faithful to the movie, like almost too faithful. Like it weirds me out how much <laughs> those animated characters look like how weird they look real life. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and plot wise, seems like it's also based on the movie. Oh. Okay. Since uh, I, I'll cut Alan out of this one because I don't think he really cares about this. Uh, another a t- couple TV show ones here. Uh, at least the first TV show one, Alan probably doesn't really care. So Walking Dead. Chewy, go. Yep. Chills. Yeah. Uh, Ian, Ian, go. go. <laughs> uh, so there's two Walking Dead ones. One had a zombie with like spiky head on it, like Mad Max style, and I'm guessing Negan is using his weapon. Thing number two was a football sitting there, and we just slowly panned in on the football, and all of a sudden, bam, Lucille Bat comes down and says, football season's over. Next Sunday belongs to the Walking Dead. I was like, awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. I totally forgot it was coming back. Yeah. Ryan, go. You guys are still watching that show? Huh? Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> next next trailer. Uh, next trailer. It was a shock to me. I had no idea this was coming. Yeah. Stranger Things. Alan, did you watch Stranger Things? Uh, I have not watched Stranger Things. Get out of here, Chewy. I am going to at some point. Chewy, Stranger Things 2 trailer. 
looks awesome. And I think the fact that at this bar where everyone's there to watch the sport and everyone's half drunk and eating wings and nachos and stuff, hearing other of those people clap at, at this, I think says something about it. A uh, shock the heck out of me because I heard all I heard is the guy next to me go, Ooh, Ego commercial. And I was like, Ego commercial. And I looked up and I was like, Oh, yes. And yeah, people were clapping and applauding and cheering. I was surprised. Ryan, go. Uh, I spent like half an hour looking at frame by frame uh, <laughs> screen grabs of I did the too. trailer. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Getting closer and closer to the, to the end. All right. Uh, another Marvel movie, but not the main one. Logan. Uh, a final trainer f- trailer for Logan, I think, coming out next month. Uh, Alan, thoughts? Uh, it looks really, really good. I'm really excited for X-23 in any capacity. I think <laughs> that uh, Logan needs to look older. Chewy, okay. go. Uh, I think it looks awesome. I like the idea of it being Old Man Logan inspired, but not necessarily a direct adaptation. So keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, Logan. Uh, Ian, go. It's so cool. Um, I, I have to say everything. I'm going to echo what Alan said. X, as far as X-23 looks rad, I'm excited to hear Professor Xavier say the F word like I heard in the other trailer. Ryan, go. The more I see the action, uh, the less I am excited about it. Boo. Boo. All right. And finally, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna I do like a, this. I'm gonna but, do, I, but I am excited about it still. I'm gonna do a quick turn, right. a little bit different, and then we're gonna end on the last one. Uh, they announced the title of the new Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Alan, what's it about? Go. Uh, it's who's Mark the Last Campbell's, Jedi? Is, uh, it, is, it, is it? Is it? No, 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 no. Luke, Luke is going to die. It's gonna be Ray to be the Last Jedi. Go. I'm gonna go with Ray. Okay. I'm gonna say that the title refers to Luke. He may or may not die. Please don't kill Luke Skywalker. He's my favorite character. Go, Ryan. Uh, it's the Jedi who kills all the other Jedi and eats their bones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wrong, but still a guess. Um, uh, all right. And finally, bones. and finally, uh, going back to the Super Bowl, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 kind of extended spot. We've seen a little bit more. Alan, thoughts? Uh, more hype than anything else we've talked about on this list. The music still is amazing, and the characters just get better. Yep. Two we go. All my... Uh, whatever you want to call it, my hesitations of the, the first one were erased with this uh, latest uh, trailer and stuff like that. And I'm more sold on it and more pumped on it after the second, tra- uh, after this trailer. You can go. Uh, really loved the joke at the end with, with, with Mantis getting hit with a rock and Drax going, look out. Sorry guys. I tried. Love it. Excited. Really stoked for guardians of the galaxy Two. Ryan. Let's buy tickets now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of tickets, real quick, separate from all this, uh, just so you guys know, we will be attending WonderCon in Anaheim in April. The reason I'm bringing it up now is because tickets are available, so you can still go buy tickets uh, for it. There's plenty of them. I saw Alan do a panic attack because I know he wants to buy some for his wife. Uh, so they are available. Please, if you are in the Anaheim area, come on out, tweet at us. We'll be happy to meet up with you. We'll Take a photo. Let's, let's hang out. If let's go to a couple if we're panels. There, you, you know, you could just like cash me outside. How about that? <laughs> Um, and one final announcement uh, that will take a little bit slower. We'll slow it down. Ryan and I have an announcement, not about Four Color Commentary, but about our other podcast, um, Super Action Bros. Uh, so Ryan and I have been doing a little chatting. Ryan had a genius yes, idea, um, and we're changing the format of our show a little bit. Wow. And maybe those of you who have not listened to it at all might be interested to listen to it now. Ryan, what are we doing? So we've been doing the show for almost three years uh, where we talk about action movies and uh, we've been purposely avoiding a specific cinematic universe this entire time. Yes, we have. Uh, and so we're going to watch all the Marvel movies. Yes, we are. Uh, all the Marvel Finally. So, uh, S-A-B-M-C-U? Yep. S-A-B-M-C-U. Super Action Bros. Marvel, Marvel Cinematic, cinematic universe. universe. So for the next, uh, the show's going to be bi-weekly, so it's going to be a little different than we've been doing it. We've been doing it week to week to week. We're going to do it every opposite week of Four Color Commentary. For, so for all you 
guys were like, I can't get enough comics. Guess what? You're going to have four color commentary on one Wednesday and the next Wednesday, super action bros talking about a Marvel cinematic universe movie. Uh, of course we're going in order. So, yep. uh, it's going to be a, with Iron Man next week and it's going to be a little more Iron Man. It's, and we're, we're, we might have some, some of these guys may, might, might make a cameo appearance or two if, if they want. It's hey, great. do I get to be on the second show? Finally, <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. Well, not every time as but, a guest, but you can come as a guest. I was going to say great. Another responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we're gonna go in order. We're gonna. It's gonna be a little, little more focused on comic book stuff uh, for for the time being. But uh, yeah, um, SAB MCU. Check it out next next Wednesday. Yep. Next Wednesday was gonna be our first episode with Iron Man. Watch along with us, won't you? Um, so that is back matter, and that is four color commentary. That is his issue, and that is the show. <sighs> 2017. 2017 off to a great start. Now we're back. Before, before we go. Uh, we want to give you guys a preview of the books we're going to be reading next time. Um, and did we do something special this next time? Ian? Uh, yes, we did do something special this next time. But there's one thing that I do that we did have to talk about first, which is Shoot. first prints. Now, first prints we're going to do a little bit different too, and in in that we're going to try to kind of have a bit of a rotation where somebody kind of gets a final vote, final say. Um, and that ta- that time is my turn. I had. Two books, now that I'm thinking about bringing, uh, that I thought of the other one during the show. So let me ask you, would you rather have something that is more focused on a character or more focused on a, a character we love or a, or a creator we love? You guys get to choose. Character. Creator. Oh, I'm the tiebreaker. Uh, we do a lot with creators. Let's do character. Okay. All right. Uh, we're going to have some very happy fans. Next time, we are reading something that I've been told to read for a long time. In fact, it's funny because we read Sandman and they mentioned the big green guy. So we're going to read a little bit of the big green guy next time. Uh, we're going to read the first uh, first group of Saga of the Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. Nice. Uh, it's a trade, so you can find that. And uh, I think it was 10K or T-shaped. One of the two of you, I think it was 10K, I'm pretty sure, has been being like, Ian, are you going to read Are you going to read Swamp Thing? Are you going to read Swamp Thing? Yes, we're going to read it for the show. So next time, Saga of the Swamp Thing, Volume 1. Uh, I believe it's like issues 20 through some other number. But just look up Saga of the Swamp Thing. You'll find it real easy. Sweet. Uh, so that is First Prince for next time. But for Ooh. Here's My Issue. Ian, did we do something special we or different? We did do something from, special. Okay. We, again, decided, you know, what, we're going we're gonna to make some promises to our fans. And we're going to keep them this year. We're, we're, we're on top of it. And what we're going to do is do a... Another fifty cent bin pull or dollar bin in this case. Oh, uh, big, we, big yeah, spending. we're big spenders. So we went right before we record the show, picked out our books for next time from the dollar bin at a local comic book store, a Nuclear Comics. Free shout out to Kenny at Nuclear Comics. He was really really nice and helped us out and was enjoying the idea of us doing this. So um, we picked out each a book. Uh, Alan, uh, what is the book you're going to be reading next time? What book did you draw from the depths of the dollar bin? I found a book that looks really cool because it's drawn by Juan Chition. Oh, uh, Ghost Rider, huh? Indeed. Uh, Ghost and uh, Oh, Justin, Ghost Racers. Sorry. That's ri- written by Justin Jordan from Aftershock Ooh, Comics. Really? Right. Written by Justin Jordan? Mm-hmm. Jeez, that's, that's a good duo, dude. It looks really good. Basically, uh, it looks like a mercenary book um, that uh, is going to be about monsters. So a little bit of fantasy, a little bit of... Uh, Angry guy with swords. You know what other book we read uh, done by Justin Jordan, right? Uh, Luther Strode, it says yep. here. Luther Strode. So good, anyway, good Aftershock Luther. Comics, it's uh, Strayer, number one. Spell that. S-T-R-A-Y-E-R. Excellent. Like Slayer, but not. <laughs> cool. Chewie, what about you? 
All right, so I picked this mainly based on the, the cover art because it's when you see it, man, it looks like a Chewy book. Um, it's actually a newer book um, from late 2016. Um, it's out on IDW. This is an issue number two, by the way, because that's the earliest I could find. But it's got a nice little synopsis of the first issue right on the inside of the first cover. Um, the series is called Jack Boot and Iron Heel. Uh, the O in Iron Heel has an umlaut over it. Um, Metal. Look at it. It's got, um, spoiler alert, it, it's World War II and Nazi related. Um, created, written, drawn, and colored by Max Milgate. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it follows an English soldier in uh in world war Two, and there's nazis and there may be some sort of mystical elements Ooh, involved mystical nazis um mm. jack boot and iron heel number two cool uh so i decided to bring a bad comic <laughs> or at least what some might consider a bad comic because it's from the ultimate era of comics the 1990s mm. uh and alan it's involving Wait, my say, favorite character did you say a bad comic or a bat well maybe it's a little bit of both gosh just do it so i found this book it's a an era of batman we don't commonly talk about um and i found this because it's a it's not bruce wayne as batman it's a little man named osriel as batman we're gonna be reading Uh, detective comics 667 uh, has this huge huge cyborg robot batman on the front uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about Osriel and uh, the the post Batman getting his back broken Batman oh, uh, with this issue. So again, from 1993, Detective Comics 667, Night Quest: The Crusade, blue and gold bat with red eyes. Yeah, who might kill people? We'll talk oh, about wow. that. Anyway, Ryan, what are you bringing next time? Uh, I am bringing a book from 2001, uh, which at first I was like, oh, well, that's that's pretty new, and I was like, oh no, that's 16 years. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so it's called uh, Weird Western Tales, Ryan. number one, out on Vertigo. 1990 was only 10 years ago. No, that's that's <laughs> incorrect. Uh, so Weird weird Western Tales, number one, with all, art by Paul Pope and Dave Gibbons, writing by Greg Rucka. Uh, should be fun. Cool. Neat. Well, guys, that's, that's, a, that's a good team, dude. Yeah. It is it's a solid team. Sorry. Uh, so, guys, that is going to wrap us up for this issue of Four Color Commentary. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, and join us next time at the only podcast where, no matter whether you're an alligator or a crocodile, dad humor is welcome here. Alan? I'm all teeth. I'm Alan. <laughs> I'm all because I don't got a toothbrush for all them teeth. I'm chewy. Unless you're a bird uh, and you're cleaning my mouth out, don't go anywhere near my open maw. I'm Ian. Hi, Hungry. I'm Dad. <laughs> oh. Stay near mint, everybody. Bye. This has been a production of the Stuff and Things Podcast Network. Exclusively at stuffandthingsnetwork.com.